and, and, and the fact that it's, I guess, it, it's serving up, I guess, what we wanted is is why, I guess, in some ways, I'm unsat we can sometimes be unsatisfied about it is because like, oh, yeah, well, this was like, this is this, this next step was obvious, like, this is a natural progression, of course, we were going to get this, but how are we not 10 steps beyond it? Um, it's it, like you said, the drip feed is sort of uh, tricking us into thinking that we're not making progress when it again, progress is light speed and to to think that I'm already not bored, but already looking for whatever the next thing is where 10 years ago, Aaron would have been again, marveling at the things that, uh, you know, I have available to, I mean, maybe not even 10 years, 15 years ago, Aaron, uh, marveling at the, the things that I have, heck, just the computer that I have right now, my old Aaron would have died to have the, the PC that I'm running currently and the I, things that I can generate on the screen right in front of me. I have three monitors in front of me. I have such luxury. I have the one I'm talking, you know, talking to the camera, camera, mm. essentially camera and, and chat gang monitor and, and audio levels monitor. I have the running stuff in the background monitor off over here to the side. And then if I were playing a video game, then this one over here becomes like, you know, this one becomes chat or whatever. And this is usually just something relevant to the conversation notes. Mm. Uh, I, I mean, I don't take notes. Don't, you know, this is all off the cuff. This is how, uh, uh, if I ever tell people I take notes, then they'll know that this is me polished, and the mystique is broken. <laughs> and 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 then what is what is unpolished look like? God. Oh my God! Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. No, those are those are the the magical Mister Mephisto music streams like Friday nights when I like I get like wine drunk and <laughs> <laughs> play like nineties punk rock or whatever. Spin in the chair. Yeah, yeah. Spin in the chair. There you go. Yeah. Um, Let's see, Tomb King Tristan showing up. Wait, he looks like that? <laughs> You've seen me before, Tristan. I'm certain of it. Um, Artorius uh, popping in here. And, uh, uh, well, I'm going to do the intro first, and then we'll get to some chat talking questions, because we already got some stuff talking, going on here. Yeah. Talking about these shelves yeah, right here. Yeah, he's talking about those shelves. Yeah, so I am, of course, the magical Mr. Mephisto, the most dangerous man in Age of Sigmar, uh, your loquacious Lich King, taking you on a journey through all of the adjacent topics to this wonderful game we call Warhammer. I'm joined tonight by the man, the myth, the legend... I don't know how to pronounce Dos Aceos. Just gonna say, what is he gonna say? Um, it's it's just Dos Aceos. The name's Aaron, so it's got two A's in it. Yeah. And some kids in high school at one point were, were trying to trying to Spanish up my name, so Dos Aceos, and it stuck. That's, oh, that's, that's a, how we do it. That's brilliant. Already hitting us with like a, a freaking rant or a little little rabbit hole off the back uh, or off the bat. Mm -hmm. I love that. So you're of course from the Mortal Realms podcast, the best damn narrative podcast in the world. Get at me at mr underscore meph and follow the Mortal Realms podcast at the Mortal Realms. I believe, right? Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's yeah. about it. Yeah, y'all got to it. You got to it first. Uh, uh, yeah, right. You didn't yeah, have to spell it with like a, in ASCII or with like letters and numbers interchanged. You know, like you know, just... we actually had at Mortal Realms, and we made a conscious decision to change it to the Mortal Realms so it matched the website. Mis so mistake. We could have kept that. Yeah, right. It wasn't up to me at the time, so I, I might not have done it. <laughs> Where did you hide Eric's body, you monster? On Instagram. Eric is on it like you just he's he's he has transcended this corporeal form and he makes art on Instagram is like where yeah, I'm tracking him. Yeah. yeah, he's on Instagram. Um, I play D and D with him every week, and well, and now soulbound soulbound with him every other week. So I see him multiple times. He's still alive for sure. Oh, okay. Like it's not like a it's not like Eric Bot. Like no. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean it is all remote, so it very well could be, I guess. But 
I mean, his computer, not to call him out, his computer is actually really slow. And so if it is a bot, I don't know how it would run him. So yeah, I doubt it. I think it's probably him in real life. <laughs> it's probably him in real life. Right on. You'd like to follow. I, I don't, I follow him on like on Instagram, which is where like I see him working on like, like kind of going back to his, I mean, I'm not going to speak for the man. I don't, I, I don't talk to him certainly not twice a week and, and not very often, but, but from like the sort of outsider perspective and seeing him kind of like going back to his like art roots and getting, and just just sort of like yeah. broadly and and that's been really cool because well you sound like you had a thought on that or something well no just that, that it's um he, he's always had kind of a business mind as well and so he's trying to he's always always looking for ways to kind of combine the two he started a few companies in the past and i know he's also trying to venture out and you know start something new the pandemic gave him an opportunity let's call it an opportunity to yeah. uh reinvent some things and yeah, i think well, that's what he, he was trying to focus on i, I think I, I think we I mean, that, that actually kind of is a great sort of first topic for the, you know, regarding the mortal realms and stuff, because I think the pandemic did give a lot of us time to sort of reevaluate our lives. Honestly, I think that is the the silver lining of, you know, once in a century global, global pandemic that's killed millions of people. But, but. Let's, let's glass half full this thing, man. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, glass half full. But like re- reassessing like our, our relationship with work, I think has been a big, a, a, a big, of big importance. Uh, re- uh, reassessing our relationship with our families, like where, what mm-hmm. role and, 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 you know, the level, healthy levels of detachment and or engagement with our family. Like, I think that all that stuff's been been very good for, for the, yeah. you know, quote unquote. Uh, we're talking a little bit off air there about like the soul. When I say soul, I don't mean like like a dyphic sense. As metal mm-hmm. as it would be to just be a ghost in your body, uh, that's awesome. Controlling like, your flesh. If that's, your yeah, flesh it's like, like a mech. Yeah, if that's what you believe, that's that's super metal. Uh, uh, no judgment here, but just this sort of like essence of, of you know, you know, this the, the personhood you intuit uh, beyond all the, you know, dopamine chasing and and you mm-hmm. know animal lizard brain type stuff, right? Like that, whatever that consciousness might be. Um, sure. So like, no, I, I think we, we we sort of on an on an individual level had an opportunity to kind of reconnect with our soul, and I think the next step is is sort of reconnecting with others but like mortal realms kind of went in a little bit of a hiatus as i think a lot of us did and then y'all kind of yeah yeah so you want to what you know how did that affect the mortal realms and stuff like that yeah because as i said the the best lore podcast and i know (laughs) that can't be true absolutely but i can't think of any better but i don't know if that's true um uh so how did it affect so i mean honestly it, it simply or maybe in a very boring way it just gave me gave me a chance to pause for a second and honestly i'd pause not for any um like a hobby based re- okay so let, let's let's take uh, take a step back what was it looking just before what was it looking like just before the the pandemic um we were recording our show still monthly and and, and we do it monthly now too uh soulbound you're getting ready to kick off a soulbound uh campaign too oh yeah we were gonna do that so and that's what it was is maybe there's a lot of big ideas that were about to maybe come to fruition and it Made me, I guess, pause or, or delay or flat out cancel a lot of the the, the dreams. Um, a whether it's because we weren't doing things in person anymore. Not that the soulbound would have been. Um, it was tricky because I, I had so many kids right now, and by that I I just had two at the time. I now have three, but two is so many kids. Sorry, anybody who has more than two kids. Um, and that they were at home, like daycare and schools were canceled, and so like, as long as my boss isn't looking. Um, I do a lot of my hobby stuff like during the day when I should be working, but like when your kids are around, you can't really do that. And so that eats up a lot of what I'm going to call it free time. It's not free time. I'm getting paid. Um, but so that was also some issues, at least on my end. Um, 
as as a dirty as a dirty lefty potential anarchist, I respect you stealing uh, precious time back from from the corporate overlords. That's, I, this is what I, we do. I, I worked from home long, even long before the the pandemic. But you know, they say you're always supposed to um, you're supposed to poop on company time. Uh, but I'm I'm already at my house, so like I, I got to find other ways to do the metaphorical yeah. uh, bathroom break on company time. Yeah, um, yeah. That's just so that, that is just that is just based and and uh, and and uh, and left filled. Poop on company time. Get paid for your poop, everybody. Yeah, right. It's just efficient and uh, cost effective. Right. Um, I feel like I'm, I'm losing the thread a little bit, but it, it we paused for both. I had lost a little bit of free time during the day, and I was kind of quarterbacking at least the, the, the story phase. Some of the other shows on our network, and we've got a, a fair number of them, did similar pauses maybe at different timings uh, during the, uh, the pandemic. Um, and then... Uh, also, just because there was a delay of releases, not that we are necessarily release chasers on any of our shows, which is to say we don't necessarily keep up with any of the given releases, but just the fact that things weren't coming out sort of slowed down both, I think, our and other people's enthusiasm. And that if they, if GW was going to pause their releases, it gave us a second to maybe catch our breath and also pause as well. So it was sort of, a, I don't want to say mutual, GW doesn't think about me at all, but it, it was sort of a mutual, um, a reciprocal uh, breather. Um, well, yeah. we waited for, you know, things to pick back up, but there was no intrinsic reason why it needed to stop. And so once the releases picked back up and I got my feet underneath me, you know, schools opened up and things like that. Mm-hmm. It, in some ways, and I hate to admit this because like you said, a lot of people have passed away from this pandemic. It has ruined many, many lives. After a couple months, my life was exactly the same. Again, I was already working from home. I'm already kind of a little bit of a hermit. Um, and so all the temporary roadblocks where a lot of people have permanent roadblocks all the temporary roadblocks i had were lifted and i was able to we were able to pick back up um and my co-hosts are all very whether they're accommodating or they're afraid of me uh we're willing to jump back up on the, the i don't i don't think paul's ride. afraid of you they were they were more than they were willing to join back up yeah. with, with the exception of eric who had sort of gone in a different direction he he not that he doesn't want to be in the hobby, but he wants to focus on things that he can do in the here and now and then set down and like leave and go back to do doing whatever he has to do professionally or, you know, at home. He's got, I mean, he's got a family too. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what a great thing about RPGs, D&D and Soulbound is that you can be in the moment and then when it's over, it's over and you can go, you know, you're not constantly painting stuff or building things out or God forbid reading a book because he hates reading books, Yeah, which is odd that he was on a story phase. What's going on with that? No, I don't know. No, I, I um. It's for the dialectics of it. You got to have the the opposing viewpoints, and then you'll find the uh, the actual arbit like the arbitration of truth uh, lands in between because you've known the the opposites that exist. Okay, fair. okay, that's a good way to look at it. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, <laughs> just say dialectics. Most people won't won't know what you mean anyway. No, just nod and smell. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> um, what do we got going on here? Um, what are they saying? Yeah, we got a. Uh, Calling out your shelves. Um, question for the mortal citizen: Did he intentionally match his mic and headphones? Uh, I don't know that they match per se. Let's take a look. I mean, they're not. I mean, like brand wise, they don't match. I guess maybe aesthetically. Uh-huh. I suppose. <laughs> um, actually, these are my worst headphones. It's just my good ones. Uh, no one cares, Aaron. But they <laughs> squeeze my ears too tight when I'm wearing a hat. <laughs> Yeah, I've got the. Um, these are actually uh, sport. These are uh, same headset sportscasters use. Um, oh, nice! So they're um, 
they're essentially designed to be worn with a baseball cap because oh that would make sense with the sports stuff yeah yeah um, um I, I haven't had headsets because all my recording stuff we used to record in person so they're all just freestanding xlr mics um but I, I if we're gonna keep doing remote which i think we're going to i should probably think about getting a headset yeah there's a thought yeah there you go i i actually it's weird because i want to like it's it's a grass is always greener thing um i I I had a a freestanding USB. I upgraded to XLR, and I like I had that moment where like all right, I'm going to jump into XLR to get mm-hmm. a better sound quality. Um, now is the time. If I'm like I'm going to drop X dollars, um, like I'm XLR gonna... dollars. Yeah, what? yeah. Ooh, nice based. Ooh, I love that the puns like have migrated over from the mortal realms. Wherever you are, that's, or wherever <laughs> yeah. we are, yeah, the, the mortal realms, we bring them with yeah, us. We yeah, pack them in. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh. So I, I went with the um, yeah. So I, like I had this opportunity, but I have this ha- bad hab- habit of moving away from my microphone because uh, apparently my undiagnosed, previously undiagnosed ADHD. You're two four undiagnosed. Yeah. 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 Now it's it's well diagnosed and documented. Uh, I tested excellent. Uh, I, I always crush tests though. I've always been, I've always been great at crushing tests. It's, a plus ADHD. It's the homework I have problem with, but I tested severely high for ADHD combined type, which is inattentive and <laughs> hyperactive. <laughs> Crushed it. Crushed that fucking test. Um, and apparently like my fidget movements and all that stuff that I've always been aware of it horrible for recording. So I went with a headset, but like I missed the, um, the freedom of and the control of the microphone. So, like for comedic mm. effect, when you like would lean into the, you know the mic and s- <laughs> I can't do that. that with the headset. It's just at a fixed position, so I get a more consistent sound. But I'm missing out on like some of the fun stuff. And then Tristan, yeah, what he- yeah. what headset am I using? Hang on. Yeah. Ooh. That would be Audio Technica BPHS ones. So my audio- mic is an audio. Te- my mic is an Audio Technica. Yeah, Audio Technica makes some. They're they're one of the higher quality audios, and this this particular headset um, would be the sort of one of the standard sportscaster ones you you would see um, uh, around. So that's cool. It, depending on Christian it's just, gonna ch- it's just gonna change based on whatever like uh, whatever branding sponsorship they have going on, but usually it's the the Audio Technica headsets, and it's it's this model at at that point I was researching them. This was the model. Right on. Christian just bought a mic, if I understand correctly. A Yeti, I do believe. <laughs> this is uh, weird. I got to wait for it to show up on the stream now. I have it <laughs> right here. Now, uh, yeah, and now, now, yeah, now you don't need me to, to translate chat gang for you. That's fine. Um, there it is. <laughs> see, I've got a glass of uh, I've got a glass of, of wine here because I'm a I'm a uh, sophisticated. I figured we'd be we'd be repping Wisconsin today, so I'm drinking my high life. Mm. Um, yeah, the champagne and a beer. Yeah, you got it. It's a good, honest beer at a good, honest price. Um, Rantcast soon to Sportscast live stream games. I, you know, I. It, it's funny you say that, Doomer uh, or uh, Domir, Doomir, Doomer. Doomer. <laughs> it's it's funny you say that because I actually started out in in um, shoutcasting. Well, technically, I started out as a as a as an alternate in League of Legends and a. Uh, uh, for what is now Team Cur- uh, Team Liquid, formerly Team Curse, or what would have been Curse Academy. Uh, so I actually technically started out in Curse Academy as a as an alternate jungler. Um, then I organized tournaments and shoutcasted tournaments and 
parallel to that, I had been in the FGC community, but I broke my hand, and those milliseconds off responses in the FGC is enough to just, yeah. you know, like you just, you just, you just, if you're already struggling to get out of pools, because I was never really like a great FGC player, I could go to like an anime Milwaukee or a, your, uh, or, um, you know, a Geek Con or uh, or No Brand Con or a- or ASAN or 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 uh, not so much Yuma. Yuma's really really great competition out there in, in Detroit. But like an ASAN or Anime Central, uh, play winner stays on bouts for the for the weekend and get my food paid for for that weekend by playing winner stays on or uh, or uh, King of the Hill. You might know him as where you just quarters up or dollars up rather. Uh, whoever basically stays on the machine t- till the end of the day, you-, you keep the cash. So, I mean, just cool. good, good way to pay. So I was competent enough. I could win, you know, I could win a couple tournaments, uh, like in smaller pools, but then once you get to something that's a little bit bigger, um, you know, you're trying to make it out of the pool stage to get into the, the Swiss, uh, into the Swiss matches. The, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, I'm a basement King, uh, like, or rather I was a basement King. I'm the guy who's. There's a great like a onion or hard drive article out there that's like friend too good to play video games with friends, uh, too bad to beat people online or something like that. I mean that's I that's the classic basement king like so like good enough at FGCs to like beat everybody I know everywhere and even in like the local scene so like the you know the various local conventions. Just like the minute you go to that national stage though, you know prior to like a really really deeper developed uh, you know online matchmaking system which we we mm-hmm. now these video games like just have. Excellent, excellent matchmaking systems. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like going into like former matchmaking systems where it's just like roulette. You have no, no, no litmus test. You get your best gauge by actually going to like the big conventions, the big arcade spots. Like um, that's why SoCal and NorCal have such such good gamers, and because they just constantly in competition with each other on neutral ground. Hmm. Um, so yeah, like you know, then I, I go there and like maybe I'd make it out of the pools and and get knocked in the losers bracket. You know. And, and that was kind of my, my trajectory, but, but it was enough to like, you know, feel like I was progressing, like I was getting better. And then I broke my hand and it was just like, I can't do this anymore. Like, I'm not, no, like I'm, I went from like, maybe had a shot to like forever basement King <laughs> or even below basement King now. So, but there's a question though, of what's better being the big fish in the small pond or small fish in a big pond. It depends on your your ego, your pride, and what mm. your aspirations are. I think that that you know we have that guy in Warhammer, which is the the big fish, small pond. Mm-hmm. Those people in Warhammer tend to kind of suck because they're like they're they're usually like the uh, they're usually the that guy prototype. Uh, I can't think of any exceptions, so you're probably right. They tend to be, but then they go mm-hmm. to like an Adepticon or like a or, or like a Dragonfall or or like a, a Nova, and they tend to have those rough edges buffed out because you either like learn that we're awesome and chill at the tournament scene, mm-hmm. or like but but FGCs you're playing for real real money, you know you're you're playing for, uh, you're you're you it's not just playing for pride, you know, sure. um, mm-hmm. between the two. I like people and I like gatherings, so I would rather, uh, I'd rather be the small fish in the big pond than the big fish in the okay. small pond. Actually, gotcha. like, right on. like I, I, I like, you know, what do I have to prove in a local community? Uh, you know, with like, couple dozen people. You know, honestly, mm-hmm. honestly, nothing. You know, like, so honestly, I have so, nothing to prove anywhere. But go on. Right on. 
as far as competitive things go, I'm actually incredibly competitive. However, I'm also terrible at any competitive endeavor. So those two don't go together. So mm. the only winning move is to not play because I know I get way too invested in this stuff. And so I have to just say, no, I'm not, I'm not interested in the first place. I know that about myself. Um, hate losing, lose all the time. So it's Oh like, man, that's probably that why you're more of an RPG player. Yeah. Right. It's hard to lose. Co cooperative. RPG, yeah, I still yeah. find a way. Yeah. yeah. No, it's cooperative. Like you're, yeah, no. Um, Man, like Tristan dropping on in with the. I, uh... I, I told him to ask questions, and he he's all up in it. Um, how did Aaron decide to start the TMR? I did not, and uh, I I don't want pe I don't want that rumor coming out that I started it because it was going years before I ever got involved. Um, though I suppose I can get into it if 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 go if ahead. Willing. All right. Yeah. Uh, Eric and Davey started the Mortal Realms with a, a gent from across the pond named Mal. I don't know his his deal. Uh, in fact, I wonder what he's doing these days. I never thought to ask. Uh, but they started like 2015, like day zero of AOS launching um, because they thought people were being too negative about AOS. Side uh, thought, they were negative because the beginning of AOS wasn't super great. And that's that's why people were being negative. But Davey and Eric thought they were going to introduce a, a, an element of positivity into the world, which is great. It's very commendable. They're very positive guys. Um, and so they started their podcast. Uh, the Mortal Realms. Um, it wasn't a story phase at that point. It was an everything phase. They had all sorts of phases in their in their show. Mm -hmm. um, it was incredibly long. I tried to listen to it, and although <laughs> there's a lot of good stuff, there's a lot. Of stuff I, I was utterly uninterested in. Um, and they were doing that for years, a couple years even. Um, but eventually, they realized the scope of their undertaking was fairly large. Uh, they were covering a lot of ground, covering a lot of topics, uh, and they wanted to know if. I wanted to get brought on, and Paul as well, at the same time they asked us if we wanted to join up and share some of the load. I said yes, but I have very little interest in most of the things that you're talking about. I'm only interested in your like little story phases that you would do. Um, and they said, sure. Uh, and I, I ran with the story phase side of it, and they just left every all the other phases behind, essentially. Um, and that's kind of how we got to what we're doing today, and that I was I was put in charge of story phase stuff. And I was the only one who was doing any phases at that, at that point. So I don't know if that answers Tristan's question. I think it answers that's it pretty how, thoroughly. That's how it went. I mean, I think that also answers the follow-up question, which is when did you become the overlord? Oh, like, yeah, essentially see. you subsumed them all uh, and in an, and, and basically pulled them into the story phase where you conquered them. And, and yes. And, and I browbeat them into submission and uh, now they're, <laughs> again, don't let them hear, hear me say that. Uh, yeah, and then it, 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 we've always said, at least ever since I've been involved, is if you're ever interested in doing something for the show or the network, like you, you just go do it. And if anybody wants to do it with you, they will come join you. Or, I mean, extend the invitation and they'll join up. If there's any element of whatever the network is that nobody wants to do, we just won't, we just won't do that thing anymore. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's the direction I went with the story phase. And then, as you can see, anybody who follows the show at all knows that it's sort of a revolving door of network co-hosts who I say we're going to talk about this book this next month who wants to join up and they people chime in or chime out and say no i'm not interested but in the same way like that's how we got all our other shows is davy likes reading books and we, we talk about black library stuff but he's like man i'm really into this underworlds thing does anybody want to do underworlds or talk about you know talk about underworlds mm -hmm. um i did for like two episodes but i i guess i have a short attention span um so he went out found phil and the two of them made their show and ran, ran with it so essentially it's pick whatever you want to talk about and then go make something out of it and that's exactly what Bill and Davey did with uh, What the Hex, a oh, great Underworld show. Um, that's what Eric, Paven, and uh, 
Josh did with Dogs of Warcry. They really wanted to talk about dog, um, talk about Warcry. Uh, Eric was like, hey, is anybody interested? And we were like, yeah, 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 lukewarm. I said, yeah, I'll do it for one or two episodes. And he's like, all right, fine. If you guys aren't interested, I'm going to find some two people who two people who will. And they went off and made their show. Um, and most recently, we're seeing that with the uh, Path to Story. Paul wanted to talk about um, Path to Glory stuff. Uh, again, people are interested, but not enough to make another show out of it. So he picks up uh, Will, another local here in Madison. And... Um, Spencer as well, uh, who I don't know as well, um, and now they're make they're making yet another Mortal Realm show. So it's a very unnatural um, following whatever your passion is in the moment, as as far as the Mortal Realms net- oh, network no, is no, concerned. I mean that's the, that's that like really great sort of organic human nature of s- stories, though, right? Like you know, the, yeah. the, the, you know, Socrates would be proud. He was all about the oral tradition, um, which is why I do it essentially. For, yeah, Socrates, a huge, Socrates, yeah, you just, you just, you yeah. just exude exude Socrates, like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so it's it's been nice, and it, it it it's great because it keeps everybody sort of in the ecosystem of of our mortal realms network. Uh, there's so much I would like to, not to tune our own. There's a lot of knowledge that has we've developed as each show has sort of uh, been introduced and we can bounce ideas off of each other. And so like nobody's ever starting from scratch. There's so, so much foundational work laid out um, so that it makes it, we make it pretty easy to start a new show. I'd like to think so anyways, maybe it just seems easy. Um, but but I've, I've liked the way that we've developed it. And I hope, you know what, I, I hope we have an infinite number, not infinite, but as many shows as the people in our sort of area and our home base are willing to create. Like it's, been a hoot just to watch both the work on the show that I work on and then also see these other shows like pop up. So um, do, do you have to like, do you do all the, the editing or have you trained other folks in the audio editing aspect? Like, is it, you know, good question. If I could edit all the other shows, I would. And man, would I like to actually, but um, <laughs> it's just not enough hours in the day. Right. Um, so I would give what advice I can, but I think at this point, like each, each show is edited by someone who's on the show uh, essentially. And, whether it's like a weird um, Darwinistic uh, Galapagos Islands, everybody's developed their own system independent of each yeah, other. I mean, yeah, I'll like on, it, the, on the Paul, it, Paul's show, like that's the island where the turtles have the really long necks. And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and there's like the, the finches with the short beaks or the long beaks if they're eating seeds or whatever. Yeah. Um, I was a biology major. That's where that comes from. Um, Based. But uh, it's... It's because I, I don't think any two people do edit the exact same way um, for long. I guess maybe for the longest time I was doing Audacity. And I think a lot of the other guys do Audacity, but I, I, I left and I switched to Reaper and I don't know that anybody followed me. Um, so it I it tried, totally... man. I tried like I, I've, I've opened up Reaper and I've tried to just cut out like my dead air points. Mm-hmm. And I, I it's because I use for video editing, I use Premiere. Uh, Pre- okay, Premiere sure. Pro. And so it's mm-hmm. the, the C and the V and like the, the hotkeys I know for that are basically the same in Audacity. And I tried to do them in, in Reaper and I'm like, I don't even know how to remove this like segment of, of like dead dead air. And I'm like, oh, like just, that barrier of learning, learning curve, learning yeah. something entirely new, even though I know in the long run, my audio quality will improve because, you know, their compression's a lot better, basically. And, and I mean, that might be true, but I think Audacity would probably get you pretty close, though. I don't I uh, it. It's a poor craftsman that blames his tools, and then in the opposite would be it'd be a poor craftsman that like gives all credit to their tools either. Like I think it's it's as good as you want to, how much time you want to put into it, and you know how well, it's it's uh, how good you want to make it. Um, my my art teacher, Mr. Ganrud, had a he 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 said it was the three T's. It's it's time, tools, and technique. Mm, sure. Um, and so you need like a good artist 
it's all the, all three of those are going to be in some some form of harmony. You're going to put the time in, have have know the right tools to use is usually what he was talking about. Okay. Um, and um, and then your technique, which is just the you know defining and, and refining your technique, and and so those three things are, are are how you like those three things are the things that you're always working on to achieve the best art. Okay. So nope, swallowed that one. Um, so <laughs> I, I I don't even know that I would recommend Reaper. Like Audacity got me so far, and and honestly, if we were still recording recording in person and only had one audio track for like the three to four people, I'd probably still be using Audacity. It's just I'm saying it weird, Audacity. Um, it's the fact that now that we do we record on ZenCaster remotely, that kicks me three different audio files. It just it just works in my head. It works better in Reaper, and so that's why I I, I use it again. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's different strokes for different folks uh whatever a you've you've learned whatever you're most comfortable with is probably the best tool in the moment because a lot of inertia goes into like even just starting your edit right and if you can remove as many roadblocks as possible which is to say removing a learning curve uh it it, it probably behooves you to just use the thing that you're familiar with um and spend your time honing whatever your craft is in like like you said your three t's but in in whatever tool you happen to be using in the moment so yeah. i mean i still have audacity installed installed like i haven't given up on it it's just uh, I st- reaper's suiting me right now i still have reaper installed i haven't given up on it one of these days i'm gonna oh, it's like so. yeah. it's like my airbrush which has now become uh, a shelf for my riffs <laughs> books as you can see okay. yeah. um so you know that's going good the uh uh, same barrier to entry with my airbrush, which is like I have to spend some time reading how to physically connect the hoses and get the airflow going correctly. Sure. That barrier right there of like I could I could spend an hour reading and setting stuff up, or I could like put together models for an hour and it, mm-hmm. and the the quickest road to the dopamine hit is usually the one I go for. You yeah, know? the dopamine highway. Let's get on it as yeah. quickly as possible. Where's the on ramp? Yeah, please. Um, yeah, so that I'm gonna, I'm thinking about getting a not a Pel, not a Peloton, but a or a stationary bike, what just a, whatever cheapest one I can find, uh, so I can hang my clothes on it. <laughs> to doing. Nice, nice, yeah. yeah. Clothes yeah. rack. Um, what why, else is Tristan asking? He's got a lot of ones. Well, he he asked why were you describing the party at the All Points, which I think is a similar origin story. Um, Ooh, good possibly. T- yeah. T- Oh, because he got brought on. He wasn't OG, right? If I remember. No, correct. no, he's but now he's totally to taken over. Yeah. Well, it's it's weird. Do you find when making content, you run it like you run out of time to listen to others' content? Like, have you had, run into that? Okay. One hundred percent. Um, it's so you could you could I haven't thought this story out well enough, but you could say that I love the reason it. I shoot, do shoot the story phase. Yeah. yeah, the reason I do the story phase is because there wasn't the story phase, and it's one of those you, you make the show you want to listen to, and there was this i don't want to say whole, i don't want to say whole but like this this space i i wanted to be filled it wasn't being filled in the way i wanted it to be filled so you want something done you got to do it yourself sort of element um so there there's there's that element of it or that component of it um furthermore uh it's not because i'm making content that i don't listen to other content it's because i don't commute anymore is the problem and i can't mm. i can't listen to words and work I just I can't especially editing and stuff like that yeah yeah well I mean there's that yeah that too um so like I don't even take my kids to school anymore or rather I I walk my kids to school so I don't have even I've had headphones in uh anymore so I think it's just I don't have an opportunity to listen to content if I would Tristan I'm looking you in the eye right now I'd listen to party at the all points I totally would it's just that I don't listen to anything right now yeah um uh Aaron hates garage hammer confirmed <laughs> hates garage <laughs> 
I don't actually. I used to listen to a lot of Garage Hammer uh, in uh, Eighth Edition days. Um, I I like Ytech, and I don't I don't know who his co co-host is anymore. It's I'm just that I it, when when he would lose the co-host, I like like I, I was familiar with and I was used to. I didn't want to get invested in like getting I, attached I, to any new ones, and so I'm like, eh, well, I'll just. I actually call liked it. when Alex G was on. Alex G has like a. He has like a very palatable amount of salt that I find like endearing as hell. Like I, I just, and Whitex's energy is is just it's very high. And when you have that like, when you have that like, when you have that that like that Dave energy like offset with um, uh, with, with like the the sort of like low key Alex salt. It was that was what it was like. The it, there was just like an intrinsic humor there, sure, for sure, me. Sure. Um. You know, and I, I missed I, the Chris's. Like I was, I was, I was the, the the I can't remember the first Chris's last name, I, but then also Chris U. Those like those were. I'm, I'm, you know, gonna, I'm gonna be. People honest. define themselves based yeah, off their what who Doctor Who who that they started yeah, with or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I never watched. It, no, no, but, no. It's true. It's it's which 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 doc uh like which which Doctor was your like the Doctor Who when you started liking it. I think the same thing happens with 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 Star Trek. Um, I oh, think sure. the same thing yeah. happens with Zelda games actually. Oh uh, yeah. The, the best Arena Time guy. Yeah. Uh, Link to the Past. Yeah, okay. There you go. Yeah. Um no, like like it, it it's not necessarily the started with, it's the formative years. Mm, yeah, sure. It it's it like started with would be like me watching VHSs of like the original Doctor Who with the scarf and, and crap, like, you know, obviously right right after the audio era with my mm -hmm. with my uncle with my uncle John as like a kid. Uh it was when they rebooted it and it was like the angry doctor. Still okay. my favorite. You know, like I <laughs> I understand David Tennant was great, you know, but like and he really is, but I love David Tennant as a villain so much more. Like oh, sure. when when he like when he was playing the Purple Man or like any time Jessica, he's, Jessica, <laughs> like oh, it's, oh, it's delicious. It's I so just, scary. I just oh, with, and he's got like just the like the right like the like those devilish features, you know, like very angular, like yeah. just wonderful, wonderful. Uh, was he was was he the devil in that um, Terry Pratchett? Um, game yeah, yeah, he's great that. that. I didn't he's watch it. That. But, you know, he's, yeah, he's the he's the he's the he's the de he's the deep uh, the demon side of it, and oh, yeah, uh, good omens. That's what. It's yeah, called. no, it's excellent, and got renewed for another season. So, so awesome. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it was really good. Um, I I, that, read the, I read watched. The book. I've never watched it. Yeah. Read the book and uh, watched the whole like watched the whole thing in one sitting on like on Amazon the first season. I just I couldn't stop watching it. Like I, right I was, on. it was cool. it was perfect. It was just perfect. Mm -hmm. Exactly what I needed. You know, you know, like. There's the quote in Big Lebowski, sometime, you know, there's a man, and he's the right time, or he's the right man for his time and place. Time, yeah. You know, like, it's he's not about been... being, like, the best man, he's just the best man for his time and place, right? Yeah, the, the right, yeah, the right one. Yeah, he's the right one. It, that was, that was, that was good omens. You know, it was just, it was just the right thing to binge for his time and place. It was, like, a, one of those winter, you know, layoff nights where, like, I had nothing to do in the morning, and I'm just, like, watched it, the sun started coming up, and I'm like, I'm just gonna watch one more. And next just the, one yeah classic one more classic one more yeah famous last words yeah yeah uh alex is less salty off the show i think alex is uh he's got a, like a like a certain persona that people mistake his deadpan as uh you know as like like salt or whatever and but yeah um he's yeah, alex, is, alex is great he's, he's actually yeah alex. he's actually a great dude like he's he really is um uh we're I, I'm, I gotta be honest though the only episodes of garage hammer i've listened to like in full were the ones i was on my favorite oh, yeah. ones, my by by far my favorite ones. Um, you when know, was that? Well, I I haven't listened in probably years at this point. So. Pro it was probably years at this point. Uh, it was when Osiric Bone Reapers came out. He had me on to okay. do the 
lore side of Ossiarch Bone Reapers, and then he had me on for Soulblight Gravelords to do the lore side of Soulblight Gravelords. And uh, keeping in mind, there were two and a half content creators at the time uh, that actually said that book was good, and time has proven all all two and a half of us correct. Uh, everyone else, be mad. Uh, get at me. No. <laughs> so I went yeah. on there, and I'm just like, I'm just doing propaganda for Soulblight Gravelords. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> someone's got to. It's a dirty job, but someone's got to do right. it. Right. Well, I, it's you. Well, I think there's a joy in leaning into your passions and your and your and your homerism, which is why I think the the story phase is so good because it's so clear that like there's still that passion there for like kind of everything, which is, might be a little bit of why like COVID stagnation happened for so many content creators. It was hard to be yeah, pa- right. It was hard to be passionate about the the things with the you know the state of the world it was, and so true. And I mean, it helps to when your passion is a very distinctly an escapist sort of pursuit, right? Like when the world is pretty awful, it's helpful to have the thing that you're into be your doorway out of like the awfulness of of the world, as opposed to I can't think of a can't think of a counterpoint to that, I suppose. But I, I don't. Instead of my passion being clubbing, I suppose, right? So like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you, yeah, if you really were... pause that, um, God, where would I even go for a club? I wouldn't. I couldn't even tell you where the nearest club was. Um, I, so I, that, there's it, a really, help. really great farmers market where you live. Like one, one of the best I've ever been to, and I've, I've been like kind of yeah. all over the, the uh, you know, continental U.S. So. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it's one of the. Well, I think it's one of the biggest uh, ones in the Midwest, and being a. Well, at the, uh, then a late twenties and into my thirties, uh, I mean, a young adult with small like family. I am very, uh, very much a cliche in that we spend a lot of time in that farmers market. Yeah, um, I can admit it. I'm not too proud to admit. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, great cheese bread. Uh, tomb Dad coming with straight fire here. Uh oh, uh oh. He's like, uh, I feel like your show would be as successful as it is without getting books early. Uh, the early books is a relatively recent development. Um, based and secondly is it successful how do you how do you define successful um there was that one website that listed that listed y'all as like the number one podcast i think that's just random or it's a it's like a time thing like it it was it was one of the first age of sigmar podcasts for sure but i don't i don't know if it's i mean if you look at the numbers i don't think we're necessarily it it has to do with like it had to do with like consistency of release and stuff like that and like relative audience to release time or, or something but I, we took a huge, like, six-month, over six-month break. Um, the show would be as successful as without getting... I do... Be, not to de- defend it. Uh, I don't have to defend myself. Do you trust no, it? But, no, um, no, no, no. Furthermore, like, we don't do day one release for anything, right? It's it's weeks after the book is even has even hit the shelves before we even get around to making a show. Um, I'm more of a stickler for... This is weird for me to say this now because I literally missed this month, but I'm more of a stickler for like my monthly release schedule than I am for like being timely with our uh, um, releases. So I don't know that the early aspect has much of an effect on what we're doing. Um, I mean, even like Garage Hammer shows, I think are probably longer than our shows and he still gets to it before we ever get to it, which is a feature or a bug of like often I'm wrangling too many people to try and put together a show. Um I'm not trying to make it spicy. No, I, I think there's I, I think there is a perception in in the world like Shill gets thrown around a f- way more than I'm comfortable with as the mm-hmm. anti-capitalist anarchist dude I am. I I see Shill get thrown around an awful lot that I like again. So like when I'm the one who's like, whoa, hang on there, like you know, 
flag on the play type thing at people calling people shills. I think that's a pretty good like like I'm like a canary in the in the coal mines. <laughs> you know, sure. if, you, if yeah, I've yeah. got a problem with it. it, it's like we we dropped to a we dropped a shill like like the shill bomb a lot in in this community. I, I, I don't know, like everyone. I think it's a couple very specific actors out there that that people have a problem with, and then like people get roped into that residual heat. You don't need to defend yourself, man. I, I think your your podcast <laughs> one of the most on the on the level out there, and and you guys do a great I, job with it. Um, if I cared I more, really if only I cared more about lore, I would listen to it more. It's <laughs> <laughs> it's a certain sort of person who has any interest in the things that we have to talk about, and like I think we're we're positive enough that I wouldn't be surprised if the passing listener might think she'll compared to so like when thinking about the way we present the things that we're talking about but another way to look at it is we wouldn't do the show at all if we weren't like pretty heavily invested in the things that we were talking about and if we didn't like the subject matter we wouldn't we wouldn't talk about it and so by that very nature the things we're gonna the the tone we're gonna have is gonna be positive because we're only talking about things that we were gonna be I think positive this, about in the first place. I think so. this goes back to the internet thing. We were like ta- a little, talking a little bit out uh, off air. Maybe maybe it made it into the cold open. I don't know. Uh, I'll, mm. I'll 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 talk to my editors in post. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sure. I just tra- I just changed Buck's hats, and now the editor's there. Um, like the guy in Kanto <laughs> with the bucket. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, we were ta- talking about the internet and, and just how, uh, or I guess maybe I was I was talking about the internet a little bit more. Um, about how like we we really are we haven't downloaded our consciousnesses into the robots like we thought we would but we're very much you know a little little visual metaphor for those of you who aren't listening back on on like Podbean or whatever but you know the, the microchip is in my hand it's not in my head but a lot of the affect the dopamine the 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 mentality the you know the the mercy of the algorithms and all those things and we we so much of our di- di- our, our our digital experience is overlapping with our real experiences, you know, getting a job these days, you know, you pretty much can't do it without going online. There's, there's so many mm-hmm. aspects of life that have been sort of offloaded onto the internet. And that's not good or bad. That's just a statement of, of, you know, the trend. Um, but I think that there's that sort of forced engagement aspect of like the nature of content creation. You know, the, mm-hmm. I, first off, I hate content creation as a like thing, but for lack of, until somebody comes up with like a better thing to say what it is we do, yeah. I have to keep calling content. it content. We're making content, right? But the nature of it is this, like, sort of forced engagement, like, sort of, like, uh, negativity engine. Like, it, it just, it's in- endemic to the internet. Um, you know, the negative thing gets clicked on more than the, the, or rather, the negativity forces engagement more than the positivity. And I think that there's a sort of, you said said when Aegis, you know, when, when the Mortal Realm started, you know, the sort of, like, MO was, like, let's just, be happy like let's just make a show where we actually like this thing yeah you know and and that aos has that in its dna i think a little bit more than other games because there was a sort of like exodus of of people who couldn't adapt Mm -hmm. and and when that happened and the game wasn't sufficient the community had to make it good yeah agreed and so that community sort of staking ownership over the game you know, having those original sort of like comp, like I know they're called comp, but I don't think of them in in terms of like comp the way we would think of it now. And saying like you can't play with your toys, it was enabling you to play with your toys by having rules that everyone could like look yeah. at and and be like, okay, this is how we interface. Um, 
And so, like, you, you have this sort of, like, community communal ownership of, of the thing and this positivity that just kind of became part of the, the AOS DNA, and that's kind of carried forward. I think as content holes fill in around it, like, you guys started out probably one of the only lore podcasts out there, if not the only <laughs> one in the original time, you know, um, as more low sh- lore shows have cropped up and stuff like that, there's sort of, I think some of that expectation for how the internet mm-hmm. operates is there that negativity like like yeah you're gonna go on and read the thing but if you look at media analysis of like the cinema sins here's a movie and then they they they're not talking about how much they love any movie ever yeah. it's just nitpicking surface level details and shitting on it like with and that's so easy to do and it, it, because it's so easy to do and because it's successful, it's how it, – it, it's like, again, it's like expectant. It's it's kind of how we're wired. Yeah. And when something doesn't do that, there's almost like a – this recoil from it a little bit. I don't think – I don't think – I think you guys are kind of above that because you're like accredited as as AOS podcasts. You know, you have the tenure to, to kind of prove yourself above it, but – but if somebody comes along now with a show and they they don't have, you know that if they don't play play into that like sort of outrage merch, merchant thing, mm-hmm. it, 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 like everyone's like, ah, oh, do you really like AOS that much? Or are you just a shill? Like it's yeah, right. Uh, then if you don't have like the edge or the 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 bite to it or something like that, they just assume yeah, you're maybe you have an ulterior motive or you know. But what, I can't what have fathom you. spending like the time I spend on my podcast. Um, and I, I see, I cheat my technique. You wouldn't. I don't technically talk about Warhammer. Like that's, that's my Warhammer secret. adjacent. Warhammer yeah. Right. Adjacent. You say it, the, you say it at the top. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Warhammer. Um, yeah. Warhammer. War, I talk about like the culture around it, the, the adjacencies. The, I bring, I try to get a little life lessons in there, you know, in some way that's so much more interesting than the Warhammer. Itself. Well, I, I, I like to think I talk about the community. I'm, I'm a community focused podcast. Okay, I, yeah. there's not really a way, you know, like I, I'm focused on the community, you know, uh, that's, that's always been the agenda from day one. And, and that, community has interest beyond warhammer where are the intersections mm-hmm. between what the what community you know likes and so on. that's what it's about for me yeah. um but like again i cheat i can't imagine spending just the the time i spend with my podcast being mad at a thing there are th- don't get me wrong like that was my games journalist career is just like yeah. becoming cynical and hating and, and learning to hate video games and i still haven't fully recovered from doing that for 10 years you know, after... inside you somewhere. Oh yeah. It's just dead. Just dead. You know, the, I, I like, I had to be an apologist on behalf of myself because I pre-ordered Elden Ring and I refuse like on any given day, I will tell you never pre-order anything. Pre-orders mm-hmm. are bullshit and like, don't pay for something that, that doesn't exist yet. Sure. Don't do that. Why would you shill for a company? I do it all the time. I know you. You are a shill. See, shill confirmed. <laughs> Never mind. We can end the episode. No, absolutely. No, it's like you know, and and then I'm like, well, I bought Elden Ring, and so like I felt like like that that in that inner that inner cynic that that just doesn't love video games anymore is like you son of a bitch. The hypocrisy signs <laughs> yeah. just flashing. Yeah, just like yeah. yeah, like we can never trust anything Mephisto says about video games ever again. Now, everybody like it's over. He pre-ordered one which video is, game, which is how the internet works. You do 
okay, I don't, I know how this sounds, but sometimes it feels like you do. Well, no, I don't want to get in a cancel culture conversation, but still, um, I trust you no matter, no matter what, ride or die. Um, thank you. Thank you. You're absolutely welcome. <laughs> um, what? Kristen, you're, or Tristan, not Kristen. Tristan, you're asking, would you force your co-potters to get better audio gear if it wasn't up to snuff? I don't force them, but I peer pressure them so hard that they go and upgrade their uh, gear to do so. Um, so. We get like, there was a time where we'd get a lot, I'm not going to name names, um, but we'd get a lot of like crashes or like, you know, mics wouldn't work and blah, blah, blah. And um, it, I don't want to. It, it was it was affecting not the quality of the podcast because eventually we'd get around it but like getting up and moving it was it was another activation energy to sort of put the put the show out um and i don't know it, it maybe i wore my heart on my sleeve too much or it, it's it i let it seem like it was getting to me and then i it people out of sympathy people started picking up their technical or they were picking up their technical slack and they started to meet me halfway so that's how i answered that question um i wonder are you asking are you asking because you're experiencing Tristan? Are you experiencing um, uh, people not holding their own on, on the t on the audio uh, quality? Oh, I think he is. Are you looking for advice? I think he is one hundred percent trying to up the uh, party at the all points game by like osmosing yeah. knowledge from from uh, one of the I best. Wonder, in the business. I wonder if that's what he's getting at. Um, so I, it was so much easier when so much easier when we did it in person because it was just all my stuff. We'd set up like a table. Like my my room goes this way a little bit, so you'd set up a little table. We'd all sit around each other. We could look at each other. We make funny faces. Um, man, I there's no reason, I guess, no reason why we can't go back to it. I suppose we're all vaccinated. There's only the three or four of us. It wouldn't be the end of the world. Um, you know what? Maybe I pick it back up. My my soundboard's getting dusty over there. We could fire it up again. Um, I don't know that. I think we're doing a pretty good job on Zencaster sort of keeping the vibe to a, a comparable level. But I, I bet there's a little, like an inch there's or two a, that we can get closer to that. Uh, there's a little loss in translation. I used to do... Um... Uh, my my uh, first podcasts uh, were with with a, a group out of Milwaukee called the Tech Technophiles Podcast mm. Network TPN, oh. uh, mm -hmm. and they had like they had a couple different shows. They had like um, uh, the Branching Dialogues was the name of the was the name of the video game show I was I was on. They had um, you know like their actual tech, Technophile News, which was just like tech trends and. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, you know, that was in person. That was like my, you know, with the fucking snowballs, the eddies. Um, and uh, and that was my first experience. And, like, there is something kind of like social cues in terms of your turn to speak is a lot smoother in reality than on the Internet. True. Yeah. It's that slight delay between Discord, the, like, you can see somebody kind of lean forward. You're a little bit more aware of it. Like, right now I'm distracted by looking at chat. I'm, you know, the just just enough of a twinkle of my dog over here to where my eyes keep darting over there but in person mm. you you have that that human that you're imperceptibly picking up on a, on you know just the same level uh when will you add an audio soundboard like yeah like the like when you dog beep, 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 and then like oinks and shit like yeah like you, know, you listen to the moral One day. realms yeah when i want Lightning i want crashes we used to or we've gotten we're better now but we would swear on the show and we're, we're trying to make it a point to not swear on the show. And so it was, it was fun because it's not fun, but we, uh, in editing, I'd put a thunderbolt over any swears, but it'd be so much cooler if I could, you know, press the button for a thunderbolt. Yeah. Um, but now everybody's in the habit of keeping mind in their P's and Q's and not, uh, not swearing. Um, also apparently Tristan's not hold or he's not, he's the one who's holding everybody else back. Maybe that's why he's asking. Yeah. 
No, I mean if the the advice is actually Tristan, just just buy just buy a better microphone, just just get better equipment. I don't. This one isn't. Ter- I don't know. It wasn't terribly expensive. I don't. How do you define expensive? I'm not going to make that judgment call for anybody. Yeah, else. yeah. I don't know. Like I, I wouldn't tell anyone to buy the headset I bought at the amount I bought it at. Just as like mm-hmm. if they were just starting out a podcast, I'd be like, oh yeah, invest in this. Um, you know, I've I've done this for how long now? I, uh, you know, I do want to get a. The freaking stand XL, uh, XLR now just I feel uh, like it, it would be more freeing to not always yeah. be wearing these you know always be wearing the cans um there's something fun to like whenever you need to yell something you can just kick your head back lean back and shout it yeah shout. like yeah, yeah no I, like there's a there's an affect of like playing with the mic that I think is really fun that I've, I've lost since I moved to the moved back to the headset mm-hmm. um uh Bud setup is nice. Uh, Bud seems to have audio experience, but he, he that makes sense because he was he did uh, sports casting. So of oh, course, geez. of course, he's had to. Of course, he's had to like, even if it wasn't in his job description, he has had to troubleshoot those those audio setups and stuff. I guarantee it because that's just part of the game when you're in those small those small teams like that. Um, uh, Domir, I j- just reset real quick on the CinemaSins. I use CinemaSins as shorthand. Uh, if I say something more abstract. You don't quite know the point I'm trying to make. That's the point of like you know talking in metaphor is like I, I paint a picture and you understand that the exact type of content I'm talking about, whether it comes from a place of earnestness or that's the joke, and you go listen to their podcast and they do something different. Cinema Sins is an easy uh, is an easy go to where I can paint a picture for you metaphorically speaking and not have to fully explain what I mean. Uh, so um i wonder so cinnamon sins is often the butt of not not the butt. yeah they're the butt of the explainer yeah yeah they're often used as to make the point that you were making before and i think they are they or he i don't even know i think they know that and so i i wonder if they're trying to do a better job of not like exuding that i don't i I might be grasping at straws here maybe this isn't true but i wonder if they want to try a little harder to not always be that because they do a show where there's the cinema sins for cinemasins, right? So, like, they're even cognizant of like the vibe that they're. Oh, they know. Trend they be. know, but yeah. but like, does does when it when it, I'm gonna go with the Kurt Vonnegut here? Um, we are who we pretend to be. Ooh, at, I like that. You know, at a certain point, even if you're you're you know, it's the joke is that you're doing the the crappy thing, but then some person who doesn't know it's a joke takes your like lazy takes onto their Twitter rants, and then like they start you know just spreading this vitriol about it and that and then that, that's that's where that forced negativity come in i'm not saying be you know be positive about crap i am not that i am a cynic by nature who desperately fights his inner cynic constantly by trying to be more optimistic and i don't know that i always succeed and i often fail um but uh, yeah you never go full vonnegut um <laughs> But there's a certain degree of like of like what you're putting out there. Does it matter if the Instagram star uh, is making the like you know the tropey videos, uh, you know the 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 forty the top forty lists for every inane detail of reality? And the forty lists aren't meant to be taken seriously. But now people are out there trying to do his forty hacks for this, that, and the other thing. Mm-hmm. You know, there's it's just there's a like I said, it's it's the internet is. I think we're actually already in the transhumanist phase of the internet. It's just well, this, it could be. I I think that I think we are. 
I mean, keep in mind, know? like, is that something you can know when you're in the middle of it? I that's what I that's what I figured out. Like, I'm like, huh, I think we're there. And and I, this was a, a eureka moment for me. You know, transhumanism isn't ju- doesn't just re- refer to like sweet robots. By the way, transhumanism goes back to the industrial revolution, where but it could though. It could though, right? I mean, that goes back to the the idea of like sort of transhumanism goes back to like um, you know, automation itself. You know, the, mm-hmm. these these lines were supposed to improve humanity's life and, and technology has always preceded advancement and leisure and a lot of things, you know, uh, agriculture, fire, like all these things have sort of changed, you know, humanity's relationship with itself and the world around it. Like it's, it's, it's a constant thing. And there's this disconnect that we think because the internet is digital, it's zeros and ones. It is, it is this thing, and I'm gesturing towards my screen right now for those of you. It exists over here, and I can just as easily roll my chair over there and not be on the internet right now, right? And that means the internet isn't real, mm-hmm. you know? And yet, get a job without the internet, you know? Good luck. Yeah. You know? Uh, I, I, when I see people get mad, I, I, we, we run our Discord channel, you run your Discord channel, and that, that people get so animated, they get so mad at whoever we're getting mad at in any given day and how just how much energy is spent to be neg- negative reaction towards something that someone said or something like that uh in direct contrast to what you just said i have to i always have to hold myself back from telling the people who are getting mad that person means nothing to you they are they are zeros and ones they don't count they are irrelevant to your life but that's not exactly true right to to your point that that a the reactions that you feel like does it affects yeah, the emotions you, are real yeah. yeah, exactly. That's a good way to put it, right? Yeah. Um, and so, still, it doesn't necessarily mean that you need to lash out at folks. Right? Online, no, I, se, I think that but... that's just being a that's just being a decent person, not being a yeah. douchebag to everybody just because of whatever. And and if mm-hmm. if there's any way you can temper your responses, by all means, you know. Like, sure. Like, so maybe it, that's how I trick myself to not lash out is I have to tell myself that that person is is zeros and ones. I'm never going to see this person in my life. They have no effect on me whatsoever. Even though, I mean. Like you said, emotions are real, and that may not be in- inherently true. It's how I get through the day, anyways. Well, that, so. that's that's the thing I've had to work on. Like I've been trying to rewire my brain for years now, but the thing I've had to work on the most recently, especially once getting this podcast, like I, you know, I, I um, I learned really early on, like when I started, like just shit, like I would just shit on whatever I didn't like, and you mm-hmm. know, um, and then you know, I had people who would like watch my show and like really liked my show, um, and then they'd hear me make fun of their absolute favorite thing in the world. Like I would just, I would just, just the the way that only I, very specifically, the most dangerous man can, with all my affects and and my my fun turns of phrase, my crassness, my my hard edge, uh, you know, that comes from a some real lived experiences, man. Like yeah. and uh, but a gooey center though, huh? Ah, yeah. No, I've I've had to reconnect to that. Like I've had to find the the, the kindness inside me. Um. And, uh, and just like realize, like, and then just like seeing kind of in real time, somebody like just feel betrayed because I made fun of their favorite thing and, Mm -hmm. and being like, I don't want to do that to people anymore, you know? And, and like, yeah, I'm not going to like not tell you what I think. I'm very good at telling people what I think way too much. In fact, uh, uh, but to, to, to be cognizant of the fact that, that a person's emotional response to the stimulus is... Mm -hmm almost unintentional you know like we can't we can't really control 
the emotion is the thing you feel and that that happens and that's on that cursory sort of base first response level stimulus mm-hmm. happens you feel some kind of way and people can't help that whatever that is if it's disgust it's anger if it's happiness sure it's that second tier thought and then the actions that go out that that sort of go out from the from that that emotional state that I think we got to focus a little bit more on you know this yeah, too true this means giving people like some distance to have the emotion and then you know if it's like you know gargans come out and your friend is disappointed that mega gargans come out and he's like man this is not the army i thought it should be man i'm like really upset and then me the asshole looking at the army going oh no this army's gonna be great it's gonna be really competitive and him go and he's like and me not having this like i have no idea what you know i'm just not engaging him emotionally i have no idea what the fuck he's talking about because i look at it and i go look at these numbers look at the capturing it can kick objectives like you know one addition you can fucking check the tapes on this one by the way um just, you know, you're going uh going back to you know and being like oh no and then just like utterly dismissing my my friend's emotions because what they wanted wasn't what they got mm-hmm. and and just giving that distance to people you know this i don't know it's it's just it's complicated because like i'm a very i i am i i think i read him as a more emotional individual like i i certainly wear myself on my sleeve i sure, yeah. you know uh when the gosh the opposite i mean there's that so. what's that i said you're, you're definitely not the opposite right? no like, that's right that's the, yeah yeah so. yeah no i'm not reserved and quiet and uh yeah. uh you never know what i'm feeling um but yeah you got to have that like uh, the every grave you dance on someone else's morning over yeah a little bit of that oh, no. i suppose who's yeah. dancing on graves um th- this this is kind of a tangent no, but it's something i've been thinking about recently and it actually relates to something we were talking about earlier so i'm gonna combine yeah no some, boom some let's go here. yeah no, this, in terms of being professional cognizant of the things that you say and how it affects other people and back to the sort of show comment we don't i mean we don't love everything that we review or everything that we talk about and there have been times where we've we've discussed novels on the show that we haven't necessarily even not even just been glowing about maybe had some reservations or, or brought up some issues. And there was a while there where I knew for sure that nobody or no authors for any of the books that we were talking, they had no idea who we were. Uh, and it, it didn't, essentially it didn't matter what we said about any of these books. Cause it, cause it just, it went into our small little circle of, of followers and that was the end of it. But now we're reaching the point where for better or worse, some of the authors are actually like listening to the reviews of the things that we do. Mm. And, I'm not prepared for that. Like, I'm not ready for like looking an author in the eye and telling him what him or her about what I think of their story. And so it is starting to affect how I approach and maybe the other guys too, like approach reviewing or discussing what I think about something is because it's because of the internet. I'm I'm face to face with whoever wrote this thing sometimes. uh, And I'm not, I don't know if I'm cool with telling someone to their face what I think about their stories. And so there's one reason I won't say specifically, but there's one book that we weren't super great about. And I know, I knew he listened to the episode. Um, I wish I could take it back. I wish I could have rephrased it in such a way that like it was, whether it was more delicate or I could maybe explain the reasons why I didn't like this or that. Um, well, but it still haunts me and I, I don't want it to affect how we do shows going forward. I want to be honest. You want to be honest. Yeah, absolutely. You, I want you don't, to be. Because you don't want to miss... Wanna take anyone off though or... right yeah i mean well you you've got a it's a complicated relationship because yeah. because you you have real humans making art yeah uh, you're, you're a writer too right to you're, you're, you're right you're a writer right you you submitted to the uh black library no definitely not no, no. no. I, i'm flattered you think so but no absolutely no no okay i thought you were a writer too um no 
Well, from the content, I, I'm a I'm a I'm a content consumer. It, okay. it's a one it's a one way thing. Yeah, it just comes. Yeah, go. Yeah, all in, nothing out. Yeah, no, yeah. I, okay. So, but so then I'll I'll engage on a different on a different axiom. We'll come at a different angle with your podcast. Yeah, you're you're a you're a real living, breathing human that creates a podcast episode. That's, that's true. Yeah, you you don't have to 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 brave the the uh, wild west of YouTube comments like I do, but oh, God forbid. But but you hear feedback. Uh, do I mean do I or do I ignore, ignore it? Or we honestly we don't get a lot of feedback for better or worse. Um, so Can there you will be a point where I have to yeah. stare down, uh, you know, negative reactions to the things that we do. Um, and I and I'd, I guess I'd like to think that I would appreciate honesty from those people, and thus I would, uh, not want not expect the same for the people that. Yeah, a little bit of the gold. Who's creating right? the content that yeah, we're yeah, yeah. we're treat, dealing treat with as well? You want to be treated a little. Yeah, well, ex exactly right. So, or or I not that I expect it out of them, or I I I, I hope that we can sort of you know rise to the same level. Uh, but maybe I'm just so non-confrontational that I, I just maybe not mentally prepared for the inevitability of of like my words reaching somebody whose opinion I don't want to like or who who's. Feelings I don't want to hurt. It's not that I want to. I don't want to take them off. Is is I want to encourage them. Like if you're out there writing AOS books or what have you, even if I don't like your last one, I want you to make the next one or the one after that yeah. or the one after that. And I hope, I hope, hope, hope that nobody gets discouraged because of some sh shitty thing that I've ever said about their well, their stories. There's like um, I'm not a big Kevin Smith fan. Anyone will know that. So like Kevin Smith is going to watch this and go, oh, you don't like my shit. Yeah. I know Kevin Smith is going to hear me. Kevin Smith, uh, you got more important things to be doing. No, he don't. No way he listens to fucking no, West Rantcast. Um, maybe if he mistakes uh, uh, this for Lewis Black's Rantcast, um, and mm -hmm. accidentally clicks on it. Uh, but I had it first, it Lewis. Lewis. I had it first. Huh? Oh, is yeah. that true? Is that the name of a show? I didn't know that. That's yeah, fun. bastard. I had it first. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> um, no, uh, it, <laughs> and he can uh, and he can uh, buy me out if he if he would so like. Uh, no, it's uh, uh, the uh, um, no, like I, I don't really like the Kevin Smith stuff, but like uh, there's that that part early on in in uh, it was a Jane Silent Bob Strike Back where they're talking about like how everyone has the internet now and it's turned everyone into a critic. And. Sure. Uh, as so, when you go for, to school for English Lit, which is what I went for, you you did biology, I did English Lit. Um, you're taught like media. You're taught uh, literary analysis, which is literally the backbone for all media analysis. It's 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 all they're all using the same crap that that has been taught for centuries in English literature. Mm -hmm. um, you know that's your structuralism, post structuralism, death of the author, intentionalism, like uh, close reading, uh, which is the main one. There's something called new criticism or neo criticism. That's the one that predominantly is used. Um, the thing where English teachers make up themes for stories that no author ever intended, but then they test their students on what they think the book is about, and and then you have to like you're not reading the author but you're reading the teacher's interpretation of the uh, that. so that's that's like a degree remove so that's going to be like closer to structuralism yeah that it's like essentially that like the that uh, sort of like the uh the tenets of a society at the time are what inform the the book and what the author's intentions are and uh, and the stuff you read into the book itself isn't as important as the stuff around the is. So I didn't expect to have a real answer. So <laughs> structuralism you, is poop. Um, it's the worst one. Um, no. 
we uh, no all all of the lenses of analysis are useful for what they're useful for. Okay, mm-hmm. it's it's kind of like quantum physics versus like Newtonian physics. Quantum physics is really good at small stuff, but when you blow up, when you try to use quantum physics for big stuff, it like the math breaks down, and vice versa okay. with 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 uh, with Newtonian physics. Mm-hmm. Um, we have some really highbrow jokes here on this show. I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> um, I was gonna say everybody knows that. You're just, yeah, yeah every, everyone knows this. Quiet, stuff. Yeah. Everyone knows this stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, uh, the lenses of analysis uh, in liter- literary analysis that have now kind of blown up, blown out into media analysis is uh, it, it's literary, blah blah blah. Um, and I and I'm here to tell you that most people who critique stuff on the internet uh, don't know any of this shit. Uh, sure. They closely included. They they most closely resemble neo or new or, or new criticism, um, which is. You know, that's where, like, we get our close readings is one of, like, the, sort of the new developments, learning how to do close reading and stuff like that. Um, so that's, like, kind of the primary one. But the thing is, is, like, people have, at some point along the way, and I blame the internet, conflated cynicism for criticism. You know, Those words sound so similar. They're so they, close. Oh, the, your brain is just going to – if you're not paying attention, your brain is automatically going to log them as, as synonyms, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, like you're just, they're just, boom, they go in there and you're like cynicism that, you know, and cynicism just means be negative. Right. Um, and, and so what, what people seem to think, especially in the early phases of the internet, the white guy yells at thing era of, or white guy gets mad at movie or white guy gets mad at, you know, like the internet skeptics, white guy gets mad at religion White guy gets mad at video game. Like, that was a whole... Doing, I love AVGN as much as the next okay. person, or at least mm-hmm. did for a time. You know, like, okay. uh, when he was still the angry video game nerd, it was the funniest thing in the world to me, you know. <laughs> um, so, I like, I get it. I got the appeal. Um, but because that was how we absorbed criticism, media criticism, it's also how we project our criticism. Sure. And, yeah, and, yeah. and so learning how to, like, just be negative about something, super easy really easy to like nitpick out every every flaw in anything you see it's hard to give meaningful criticism it it's yeah. difficult you know one of the old there there's also like another bad technique you're taught is to give a compliment sandwich say a bad thing say a good thing say a bad thing that's also not media analysis and like and that's what Very artificial can, or contrived well and know. that's what people are taught to do when when someone says see and see my like you know my work in progress you know, you know, do the give me some mm-hmm. cur- criticism. Basically, they're inviting criticism. The, one of the main things I see people do is the fucking compliment sandwich that they learned in like fucking grade school, and I'm just like, that's you know, that that's not constructive criticism. That's not, you know, you have to in order to do constructive criticism, you have to be able to deconstruct something and then give them the tool, like give them something to build from or build back yeah. with. And we Very never learn that stuff. first part. And it's it's i mean this even ties into like sort of the the negativity of the you know the the negativity bias of the internet and this is a weird show everybody i'm sorry i apologize for this I love um, it. um uh but no like the 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 the, the sort of like su- substituting negativity for 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 cr- criticism and i've been fatigued with it for a long time and i don't even do criticism anymore I'm just like, um, that's not criticism, and then I just like push my go- my glasses that I suddenly have up and like walk away. <laughs> uh, that's honestly one of the only. I mean, I can get context, but I I don't for for a lot of the affectations that you can do. Oh, with, uh, glasses! Yeah, glasses. no, I totally yeah. would never wear contacts. One, I'm not touching my eyeball. Uh, oh God, no! And, that's actually and, the number one reason. And know? and uh, and and 
if I'm going to wear glasses, if I'm if I'm going to be you know in a in a state of needing glasses, I want to have the affect that comes along with glass. I want to be able to take them off, like, in a dramatic moment, you know? I mean, like, I am outraged way more than I should be just so I can do Yeah, like, it goes back to the microphone thing, like, being able to lean into the microphone and, like, and like you know, be funny with it. It's like, if somebody is, like, my kid says something, they need to know that I'm upset, like, you know, like... There's- it it is the, my number one tool in the parent arsenal. There's, think how much how much lo- how much weight is behind the Nate Tristan. One of those. Right? <laughs> yeah. Give oh the, yeah. The yeah. Ones. Yeah. Like the, so great. like staring down the bridge of your nose with the glasses. Oh yeah. Great. Oh good. Tristan, you had some questions I wanted to answer real quick though before you go. I don't know if he's still here. Uh, he asked, "Can you take us uh, how uh, through a how it's made for TMR episode?" And I feel like this is a very abrupt transition. Um, I'm going to reset my point, and you're going to read this, and I'm going to use this opportunity to get wine. Oh, yeah, by all means. Um, so Tristan's probably long since gone, but I'll answer for everyone else because I know you all want to know, you guys and girls and uh, and yeah, other the variations. Best, the best uh, questions is, is answering how the sausage is made. Everyone, Right, everybody wants to know. Um, so we pick a book that we want to cover. So lately we do deal with more recent releases, mainly because it's just what I'm – not that it's about me, but it's what I'm interested in talking about. Because whenever we a new book comes out, that's what I'm actively reading in the moment. So I want to talk about it with people. It's the new, the latest, the greatest. Um, uh, depending on what type of book it is, whether it's a novel or a battle tomb or a campaign book, uh, I th- we have like a different outline uh, that I just reuse for each of those different types of um, books, contents, things that things that are coming out. Uh, there's a lot of standard questions that like are already pre-built into our outline. I, we just I get people's the, the cast members' input. Um, uh, who was your favorite character? Or what what did you learn that you didn't know before? Or um, I don't know, just other other. Um, there's a lot of standardization in it. Um, I was talking before how I'm not a particularly creative uh, individual, which is why I need to make an outline and stick to it repeatedly because I don't have to create something new all the time. Um, it makes things easier in terms of prep. It makes things easier, even like in editing, because people kind of know what's coming and you don't have to hem and haw and like maybe rearrange different parts of the show. So there, that's a recommendation I would give. If you can keep it standardized, it really, um, sure, it maybe locks you in a little bit, but at the same time, I think it makes it easier to get out a consistent show. So I'm all about that. Um, what other points can I make about how our show is made? It, I think we have a lot of people who, on our shows who like to talk and so it's always sort of a battle in terms of not a battle and that makes it seem like it's aggressive it's not aggressive at all uh but making sure that everybody gets a chance to shine i'm guilty of of over talking people and i'm trying to be better about it um but it helps by doing a lot of that pre-work so people know the things that they want to talk about and then that helps them give the opportunity to speak up and talk about the things that are interesting uh for any book or show that you know we're we're covering so i advocate for that too um I don't know if that answers your question. I hope it does. I hope it did too. Uh, so I actually had a point. I was I was, I was spiraling yeah. towards with that criticism yeah. thing. Yeah, give me, give me, give me. Bring yeah. it back. So this went back to the um, this went back to the uh, like uh, artists hearing you now, like the the writers sure. hearing you now. Um, and it really kind of comes down to like how you critique something. Yeah. And and that's the thing is like learning how to qualify something you think is a huge difference. You know. Uh, in in how it comes across to people, you know, and and we know like you, it it always sucks for someone to tell you that they don't like the thing you like. I always think of the song "Not a Sir" from like the nineties, like um, 
you know, I'm popular. I'm, oh, you, know, sure. you know, I'm never, I'm never last picked, you know, like I got a cheerleader chick or something, you know, and he just, and, uh, one of the spoken yeah, lines like, is, is something you know, like, just... yeah. One of the spoken lines is something about how like, you know, getting dumped sucks because even though, like, even though you haven't really been going out for that long, it always hurts to be told that they prefer the company, the, ex the c company of somebody else besides your exclusive company or it's something along those lines and i always think about that like sort of a, that emotional statement like it always sucks to like hear that somebody prefers the company of somebody else over your exclusive company right like it yeah. like to hear that and i always feel a little bit of that you know just change the word like the the word slightly and like it always sucks to hear that somebody doesn't like your show you know or it always sucks to hear that somebody doesn't like your book or it always sucks to hear that somebody doesn't like the mini you paint it just it always sucks you know yeah, yeah, yeah. and that goes back to that like that distance but it's a lot easier to parse if it's not like anna if it's not phrased in like the the language of attack or cynicism sure or or it it's it, it can suck less yeah. if there is whether and, and not that I'm ever trying to give someone recommendations as to how to make their book better because God that's the last thing I I have no business making those recommendations mm -hmm. but at the very least if I can get to the core of why I didn't like something understanding makes this makes the suck less right if they mm -hmm. can if they can at least point to something or maybe it's just just a subjective component to whatever reading I don't like this just because it's not for me then yeah. the author doesn't have to feel yeah like that's different yeah that no that's that's very right? different like th this isn't my normal genre. You know, like that's a very, you know, like, and then, you know, being able to still weigh in on it and be like, look, this could be like, goes a huge way to not present yourself as an expert on the thing too. First, you know, like if you're like, this isn't my normal thing. I'm outside of my wheelhouse here. I mean, take this with a grain of salt. Sometimes that that's all the affect you need or that's all. The, I keep saying the word affect tonight. Um, That's all the, that's all the like qual qualification you need to, you know, sort of blunt that whatever you're about to say. You know, I, 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 um, there's a reason I don't play Mass Effect 3 on stream and people donated to force me to do it because I tear into that game at every layer of it mm -hmm. and I cannot be charitable. Like, I am not capable of, like, any qualifying Ooh, statement I can make will not save the scathing, uh, like, problems I see with that game and how I'm going to say it. Um, but, like, you know, Halo, I used to be really critical of Halo. You know, I, I did not like how, you know, these kids were on my lawn. I had played, you know, FPSs for a while, and I thought it was a ripoff. And it took me years, two decades, to look back on Halo and go, that wasn't ripoff, that was homage. And I didn't get it. Mm, sure, yeah. And that shift in perspective, but, like, all my cynicism and of basically being grumpy that people thought suddenly were discovering shooters and telling me this was the best shooter of all time. And I'm like, no... It's the only shooter you've played. And, like, mm. for whatever reason, that was an important sticking point for me to, like, be this erudite, elitist douchebag to people and assert that my taste is older than theirs and more informed than theirs. And, you know, and I just... It's fatiguing these days. You know, like... <laughs> Not to make it an age thing, it's just that, I mean, I, I'm now too old for... for is it, is that, that what it is? Like... I don't know, mate. Or, 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 or it's... um. It's in the same way that I, I can't drink to the same amount that I used to be able to because literally my body can't handle it. And so maybe in some ways, physically, my body can't handle that level of negativity anymore. I wake up feeling all, like I can't handle the negativity hangovers anymore um, when I wake up the next day. That's possible. Um, 
right? And already I'm already dealing with so much uh, nonsense uh, that I'm pretty negative about so not negative, but well, like so many other things are weighing on me. I don't well, need this weighing on me. That's why it's really hard for me to care about the FAQ. Not this past year, but the, the previous year, like a mid mid global pandemic and it was just like people screeching when's the FAQ and I didn't want to be dismissive of people's emotions because like if that was the one thing they were looking forward to that month or whatever I understand being disappointed but me I couldn't I couldn't manufacture a fuck to give I'm like people are dying the last thing I care about is this the FAQ for a game nobody's playing during a fucking pandemic I'm just and I was so like and and there's that like I don't know, like, even I feel like that feeling I had then was was too much. Yeah. You know, like, that was mean. You know, that was, like, that sort of dismissing of just half of a fandom because, like, people were looking forward to a thing. And I'm like, you motherfuckers looking forward to a thing. And I, like, flipped the table at them. Like, how dare you? You know, know, Um, I I still feel, you know, like, dismissive toward that basic mentality of, like, you know, the release hype and the, you know... You know, what did you expect they were going to do with, you mm-hmm. know, these factors? And, like, I still have some of that dismissive, but I try to temper it. Um, I'm, I'm right there with you. I mean, I feel the exact same way in that, like, my knee-jerk reaction is to also be dismissive of those, uh, those again, like, the, the reactions. And I have to fight so hard to keep my mouth shut for the reasons that, or some of the reasons that you brought up. And that, like, yes, just because it's not important to me, I understand it's important to these other people. And, and maybe Aaron of years past would would endeavor to try and convince these people that the thing they care about isn't worth all their energy. But that's not fair. Like that that's a very naive, immature way to approach these things. Yeah. And um and it's interesting or something I'm realizing is that being so close to that element of a fandom makes it so much more present and sort of in my face. Like I'm in the same quarter circles that you are. I see the same people online having the same reactions to these things. And like I want I want to Part of me wants to like be like, no, guys, you're acting crazy. This is you're overreacting to whatever their current outrage is in the moment. But the world is like, as we've talked about all night, essentially, the world is full of outrage about all sorts of nonsense stuff. And these are just the people that I see because they're just directly in front of me. Yeah, there's no use in trying to change anybody's minds. Um, they're if they're going to be passionate about this thing, you just got to let them be passionate. Well, about well, it. this is this is where I disagree. Not the passion Ooh, point, me. like let people be passionate. I I do think that like that there needs to be a refresh to how we discourse. Like, I, I think whatever community you're in is as, as fine a place to start as any, whether it's nerds That's or... That's true. Or I think, you know, part of it re- part of it resolves rewiring yourself, your brain, mm-hmm. because, like, it's all communication is, you know, multi-layered, multifaceted, and it's going in different directions, right? There's... Yeah. Um, you know, Try your direction. Yeah, try... Like, it's triangulated. It's just... It's bouncing all around, right? Communication's weird. Um, and all... Paints here said something earlier that just ties right into this. He says discourse can also equate to attacks on the internet. So somebody just like saying something very benign to you, like in disagreement on the wrong day and the wrong headspace, you take it as we have to debate this as opposed to, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, he just said something innocuous and move on. You know, I I am thankful that 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 chat gang and and the friends in my life and uh, the, the relationships I've been forming as an adult here have a higher threshold. They have a higher threshold for me than I think I would have for me. Um, okay. Well, with, like, sometimes I just go into... Ble- what a blessing, huh? Right. Well, I, I go into, you know, I go into my Mephisto modes. You know, like, I just, I, I 
tunnel vision on a thing and I rant on it or I, uh, or I, uh, you know, there's basic, we should have a, uh, I need something for my soundboard that plays like the Soviet anthem every time I accidentally mm -hmm. go into an anti-capitalist, like, screed or something like that yeah. every just a one button and then like i'm self-aware about it. I'm like okay i could talk about this stuff like, there's gonna be a, a flowing uh yeah like, like it's just like a like i get a green yeah like a green you know it just comes up and i'm, like, I'm not a communist i'm an anarchist we're different okay um <laughs> but uh you know like anytime I, I i feel the need to distinguish that i should fucking like reset the clock like the, you know and and for people to be like you know you know not everyone thinks on the same like you know, layers that you're thinking on, but you still generally agree with people because most people just, you know, want to play games, you know, take care of their families and like, you know, not perish. Um. In that order, <laughs> play games, take care of their family, not perish. One, right. two, three. Right. But yeah, so like, I, th I think we need to, to, and this has just been on my mind, you know, talking about like consuming content and stuff like that. I've just been like uh, reading and pontificating and I've been locked in my own head for the, the last, well, since my diagnosis with, uh, you know, ADHD, CPTSD, you know, depression, bipolar, all that stuff. Um, so, like, since I've, my, I've just been, like, thinking and thinking and thinking. And, you know, just, like, the nature of discourse and how me, and I'm projecting when I say, like, I think we need to rewire how we talk to each other, especially on the Internet. We are in the... Uh, we are in the transhumanism phase of the internet. It it is happening, mm -hmm. you know. Like the microchips aren't in our brain, but they might as well be because the emotions, the serotonin, the dopamine, that shit is, and it's yeah. it's it's happening. Um, and to like, yeah, set the example in your community, you know, like to to start tempering yourself a little bit better, approaching other people when you disagree with them with a little bit more empathy and compassion, and like just kind of. You know, living that life and preaching. I'm not preaching. You never preach to anybody. Like, fuck that. I'm going to go contrarian immediately if you tell me what to do and give you mm -hmm. double guns and, you know, walk away. But setting the example and, and sort of rewiring your discourse. And, and I think that's just stuff we we can do in Warhammer because the game is growing. And I have this latent fear that we're going to become like 40K. And... I'm when not things a... grow, they often do, right? If not, I mean, if not 40k specifically, just generally. Yeah, and whatever it is. Any yeah, fandom no. gets big enough to fall, yeah. crush itself under its own weight. Right, and 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 if you ask me in any other axiom of my life outside of like nerd, my nerdly vices, or even in other nerdly vices, I will tell you anything. Any behaviors you're driven to via fear are often misleading ones. They're often lies. You know, mm -hmm. fear is a reactive emotion. Um, furthermore, it's a reactive emotion that turns off our higher brain function and does, like, a lot of bad stuff. It's really great at, like, getting you to run from a saber-toothed tiger and shit. Uh, it's really bad at getting you to understand what somebody's saying when they say, I'm, I was disappointed when Gargans came out. <laughs> What what if that what if it was a saber toothed tiger telling you that they were disappointed when Gargus came out? No, not, now I don't know what to do. Okay, my wires like my lizard brain is like I should run, but then my like curiosity brain's like, did I just discover like a fucking you know uh, like uh, uh, cryptid or some shit? Like now I'm having I mean, like you're supposed to be extinct. How, how, yeah, I'm like I'm like I need to like, like fear, huh? but like you're where yeah did you, you learned to yeah talk? how where did you learn to talk? You know, like, like, is this the moment my psyche finally broke? I was under a lot of stress. Like, 
I have so many other other responses than like fear in that situation. <laughs> but those responses were all wrong because that tiger just ate you. Yep, you fear fa- was the right one. Fear, my, fear was the right one. My mental test. Yeah, um, fear, fear was the correct one. Yeah, my cryptid yeah. bias comes in. My internalized cryptid bias. <laughs> cryptid bias. Yeah, there it is. Cryptid yeah, bias. yeah. It, I, I think. Um, yeah. So, like, AOS being a passion thing, and, the, and the, I got it all the way back. Look at that. One, yeah, one, one point five hours, and I, w- I was able to pull it all the way into AOS finally. Like this thing that's just been a me thing and not an anybody else thing sorry you got to be my sounding board for this um no, no, I, I, what a privilege what i'm, I'm we lucky few um i do i do agree with the idea of setting setting an example maybe my my version of setting the example is keeping my mouth shut i suppose um and maybe one could or i should do a better job of being a more active example out there i don't know if i'm capable and uh, it, it it's safer. I know I can make uh, maybe better decisions by uh, <laughs> through, through how one might comport themselves on the internet versus you know active you know trying to actively steer the conversation in a better well, direction. I think. I mean, direction. I mean, I, I think um, this is going to go in the, in the in the video description, the down there part, as I like to call it. Um, like thinking about sort of like this sort of the phases of the podcasting scene. You know, like, mm-hmm. like, sort of like y'all Warhammer Weekly, uh, you know, would have been Scrubby and Wells. Like, you know, you sort of had those podcasts I wasn't around to hear in the, in the, like, you know, the what, 2015, you know, those first, yeah. Yeah, those, those first two years, like the stuff I wouldn't have even heard. Um, you know, you sort of had like those, I guess you used to say the Vanguard, right? Uh, which is a nice little pun because yeah. va- va- Vanguard wing. <laughs> yeah, not well, exactly. I mean, it's how very thematic. Yeah, yeah. So, like, you have sort of like the the vanguard era of 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 AOS, AOS, AOS podcasts, mm-hmm. and, and AOS in general, um, where that community did get kind of like sort of stripped of its of its everything. It was it was stripped yeah, down to the good. to the to the bones. You know, Warhammer to Fantasy. Yeah, down to the studs. Like, uh, you know, the guy wearing the Reapers of Bones shirt would say bones, of course. Um, the. Uh... <laughs> Oh, I should have wore a Mortal Realms shirt or something. I didn't yeah. even think about that. Damn it! I see. I was gonna. I was thinking about wearing my own merch uh, because I'm like, is he gonna wear his own merch? I'm like, no, it's lore, so I'm going to wear a shirt that uh, for one of the armies I like the lore of. And it's awful because I have to start using my camera for work now, which is a new development. And so I, I mean, not that I can't, but I'm not gonna like wear our sh- shirt. So you absolutely today, should. Gonna... Just no, you actually shouldn't keep keep work separate because if they find out you have a podcast, then now not only do you have to tone police yourself for like yeah. shitting on on people who write books, now you can't like off the cuff accidentally make a quip about work. I was just about to say I make jokes all the time about how I'm not working. Like I can't I can't have that uh, caught up. And what sucks is if you these days if you Google my whole name, it's not any sort of professional stuff that shows up. It's my GD well, podcast. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, Jax. Um, we had a. We we're talking about shirts. Where, yeah, where, uh, the Vanguard. We were gonna... Talking about oh, yeah. the, sort of the the Vanguard era, getting stripped down to the the studs or the bare bones, um, mm-hmm. where they're really, you know, the baggage of Warhammer Fantasy Battle, the toxicity of that community was essentially like dialysis out of the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and you, you set of kidneys like get yeah clear them all. Yeah, and all. and I think you you had this period where like the community did have to build it back and it was the community's game and, and, and adding those layers to it. And then you had sort of that, like sort of second, that second wave of podcasters with basically 2.0 uh, with, with, mm-hmm. the, with the 2.0. Um, 
uh, coming in where the fan size had essentially doubled. I think you kept a lot of the core tenets of the community. Um, you know, the, 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 the general positivity, the general communal aspect, but I think we can still be better. I think we can still do a better job of inclusivity and like putting ourselves out there to like invite more people into our game. Because again, the fear response is the shit response. Just as that's my personal belief. I I think you're right. Whenever, when I, whenever I recognize a fear or anger response to, to like any stimulus, I'm like, you know, like, like that's when the, like the skeptic glasses go on and I'm like, we need to like, we must, you know, we must look closer and figure out what's going on here. Like the little, like the little steampunk extra, uh, like lenses of magnification, like come down. I'm like, yeah. you know, what's going on Zoom here? In. Yeah. You know, Th- those are often where like the, the gate keeping mentalities come from. Right. I think, I, I think if you break it down, like a lot of that, probably a fear, maybe response. I'm being a little, little too charitable, but to some degree, I think it stems from a fear, or and then tied into some sort of and anger. fear. I um, mean, fear often gives way to anger because because yeah, fear yeah. lets us. It basically tells us, you know, that's going to trigger fight, flight, or freeze. Like, you know, and that happens in dialogue too. By the way, you you still you're still in fight, flight, or freeze with dialogue. This is why we have something like the backfire effect essentially happens, where where like you're in fight or flight. So anything someone says to you to try to convince you from off of a position. You're in your lizard brain mode of like you're either going to argue with them or you're going to mm-hmm. like agree to disagree and peace, and you're never going to like get them to reassess whatever it is they believe. Sure, uh, sure. Um, I get I definitely get that. Um, but so the, all the more reason why when you say fear reactions are are pretty terrible reactions. If gatekeeping is based in fear, then it, it inherently I think is is um, a, a negative uh, result. Um, but talking about the the core or this this the core element of the AOS community as it started. Um, it I, I like the idea of dialysing out, dialysing out. Um, I like it. Yeah, making it a little bit of the, yeah. the negative elements, right? So because if, if you do end up with, if we did start with what ended up being a relatively more positive core, that I think works in the community's favor as it grows in that when you have a community and people are getting added to it, more often than not, not all the time, but more often than not, you're going to have folks who are going to try and fit in with the community that already exists. And if the community that already exists at least has some element of positivity to it, chances are the people who are going to try and join are going to want to fit in to the community that's already there, right? I agree. And maybe some, in some ways it'll gradually drift mm-hmm. as time goes on, maybe away from that positivity. But it's better to have started with the positivity I than agree. to have not started with it. Yeah. yeah. So ideally, people inherently want to fit in, right? And if you're going to start accumulating more people um again on average i'd like to think that those people are going to try to fit in with the positivity that already exists and so um i think we have that we have that going for us at the very least i, I agree no i i 100 agree i like i even kind of like outlined like um i don't think the outrage merchant style of aos content is is as prevalent as any like it certainly is in 40k like there's tons of outrage merchants merchants in 40k um <laughs> and even when like uh, what is it? Mini wargaming is one of like the the kind of like pseudo big ones uh, that does like battle reports and stuff. I, I don't mm-hmm. watch their stuff, so this is like an yeah. osmosed opinion. I have you know, feel free to correct me in the comments, like, um, and they will. But basically, like you know, this you know, uh, I I get the perception that people like them a lot for 40k, but like a lot of people don't like them for AOS because they have very specific show like runners that will kind of smack talk AOS as they're playing AOS and like our community kind of, you know, recoils from like negativity 
uh, about that. Like we we you know like negativity. Yeah, on that level, we're just like you know like people just seem in general like obviously like some people are you know negativity bias tends to be a lot stronger than than other types because mm-hmm. negativity bias. Uh, was favored for evolution. It's it's how we 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 lived by focusing on the bad stuff that could kill us, um, and you know so we we just we're we're naturally going to like have a gravity uh, like a gravity towards like towards recognizing the negative. It's just bringing it back to biology, evolutionary biology. Right? right? Yeah. I mean, you could be telling me more about this. You know, you know way more about this than I do. I'd imagine. I do I I do it now. I've done that in the (laughs) but yeah like Um, yeah um. So, so, but no, like, and now I think we're at a, I think we're at a decision point. I, I think for the, the community with 3.0 sort of officially being here and the first battle tomes and boxes on the horizon, you know, like for real. And mm-hmm. furthermore, you look at like, I'm not great at partitioning my life from everything. Like some people can are really great at compartmentalizing like all the little things but i i think that you said something about like escapism you know when when the pandemic was kind of in swing and it helped to have this as an escapist thing and yet i can't help but feel that like that yes i agree but i also can't help but feel that like escapism is still like like bungee corded to reality sure yeah and and as the world sometimes the harder the harder you escape uh, the harder reality has to yeah, literally wrap yeah, right back in. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I, you can feel that. Like that's a, that's a real noticeable feeling. I think in in my life, and I think other people probably feel that way too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 so like as reality sort of is, you know, spinning as it's going to, and there's sort of this in this moment of inertia about to be broken over mm-hmm. what whatever. I I can't predict what's a, what's about to happen, but it just there's a feeling that like, you know. That like you know, either the pandemic becomes endemic, or and you know we we switch our strategies. We're already seeing you know it's going to be different across the world. Like there's just this feels like a moment that is inescapable. Sure, true. and the game being sort of that escape is vice. I feel like that bungee cord is is about to like go taut, and and they're. Not necessarily going to collide, but I think that the the changes we're going to see in AOS as a community going forward can't help but be linked to to reality, you know, um, in some way, like it, it, osmosing or 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 absorbing feelings of stuff or mm-hmm. whatever random things are. Something's going to happen. Revolutionary, I know something is going so, to happen. You, so you're saying something's going to happen. Something's huh? going to happen. Mm-hmm. All right, and and do. nothing's going to not happen. Right. Right. To put it a different so I, way. I guess what I'm saying is something's going to happen. Okay. Well, Mark, Mark, timestamp this well, one right here. Well, this is uh, my best prediction. I usually pride myself on my uh, on my sort of predictive abilities with the game. Uh, just because well, predictions like this, how can but you, but how like can you with this one, this is my best one so far. Um, no, it, it, um, Brendan, really early on, Brendan, Brendan Melnick. Uh, I wasn't a podcaster, but I was still you know, variety streamer on Twitch and stuff like that. So some people would like happen to accidentally find my Twitch stream, you know, just like, Whoops. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I remember him telling me like, you know, like I, I would, I would like, it was really good at meta analysis and coming up with, you know, lists and, and he'd say, he'd tell me, put a, put a flag in it basically. And, and, uh, I took that to mean very similar to like, uh, what I learned in, in, in college and stuff, which is be specific. So when you're, mm-hmm. when you're going to, you know, make an analysis of something, you, 
you have to be specific with it. Um, sure. So I've absolutely betrayed that um, right now. But usually I'm pretty more – I'm a lot more specific with my, my stuff. But no, I, I think that there's, there's sort of like a – this is, is sort of a pivotal point for AOS. And I think life has, has, a, has a moment too. We're seeing cultural movements that we haven't seen since the Industrial Revolution, a renewed interest in mm -hmm. labor rights. Like, uh, you look at, like, even the, that criticism is percolating into Games Workshop. Are they paying their employees enough? Like, are the yeah, writers true. getting enough credit? Like, it, those things are inextricably linked, is kind of what I'm saying. And I think we have this this pivot point. We just had, like, a big... That's fucking shit with the with the Spanish tournament, and Games Workshop had to release their, their new policy with... with mm -hmm to tap the sign to remind people that Nazis aren't cool. You know, like they just, you know, there's make a, me tap the sign. Yeah. yeah. Simpsons, right? Yeah. Like they, uh, Nazis still not cool. Like got to tap the sign, I guess. Apparently fucking people didn't get the memo. Um, it just feels like there's, we're seeing these, these things sort of like bounce back and forth between reality and our game. And because, you know, systems are linked. That's, that's how the world works. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that game, that that right now, as I see people sort of in 40k or Dungeons and Dragons, like Dungeons and Dragons right now, uh, from monitoring that community, a lot of them feel like Dungeons and Dragons is solved. And uh, from like a mechanic standpoint, well, or from like I, a cultural cultural mores. Well, like um, you had like this big wave of of just like we had like a huge wave of like uh, sort of AOS two babies. Mm -hmm. For lack, of, you know, just like AOS two interest, our fan base essentially doubled right there. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. um, there's no way to know the exact numbers, but going off of sales figures and like sort of like po uh, number of tournament turnouts and podcasts, and you know, those numbers just all basically doubled. Um, sure. um so um, the um, that happened with fifth edition and Dungeons and Dragons. Um, I'm, a fifth, I'm a fifth baby. Yeah, huge, huge cultural surge. Uh, I, I, I think you have two very, very specific sort of things that occurred, which is Stranger Things and Critical Role. Um, mm -hmm. So two very, very specific things. But now, like the people who had never really played a dun, uh, who had never really played an RPG before, like they've played Dungeons and Dragons, and they're like, "What else is out there?" And they've that like sort of recruitment phase of of D and D. Fifth edition and stuff like that. This is about around the around the point that uh, that Wizards of the Coast probably has a sixth edition or, or five point five or something. They right, probably announced the five point five, haven't they? Have they? Up soon. I yeah. I totally missed well, I it. I don't know if I don't know if they've called it five point five, but they've it, it's it's a it's a definitive look at look, look at me look at up. me not paying attention to Dungeons and Dragons specifically for two years and being able to like call that it's about about time for 5.5 but now I'm worried that I'm wrong so someone else can quote or can correct me but I'm pretty sure after this monsters of multiverse book that just came out just the other day um I, th I think like the next couple of things are supposed to be that like makes this, sense this why some of my old streamer stuff. friends were talking about a monster battle as a stream, oh, that makes sense. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense now. Um, yeah, so like we're, I think we're we're seeing this 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 you know like so anyway the point is like D and D players are you know um, Wizards of the Coast is going to have to refresh their refresh their tree, um, uh, and those D and D players are looking out there you know switching to play Soulbound looking for you know yeah they are. <laughs> um, and and I think that that a natural amount or a natural evolution is for some to come discover wargaming so i think you're going to get yeah. like an influx of, into 3.0 from that going on um I, games workshop is very very good at growing their growing their fan base it's almost like it's the thing they focus on the most is new players mm -hmm. um 
Yeah, I know. It's I agree. You do. Yeah. But, but revolutionary, also a revolutionary. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Hot take. Um, so, uh, like, I, I, it just feels like this is kind of like a, a like a kind of a, 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 a significant point for the sort of AOS culture. To me. Definitely, it definitely could be. Yeah, no, I, and I agree. And so when you initially you were saying that, um, uh, rewinding a while back, you you just sort of mentioned how how the real world and the the game were sort of inextricably linked, and it, it's in, sort of impossible to separate the two. Yeah. I feel like the easy way to look, or the, where I thought you were going to go with it, was that oh, it's just because it's such a social game and it requires sort of that physical interaction. And I mean, that would be a way so easier inference to make. I don't know why I didn't go with that, but yeah. Continue. Oh no, 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 because no, but I think yours is more interesting. I was going to say that the the, the in person thing is, I think, was maybe an, an obvious uh, uh, or or just a, a simple observation, but I think you can drill down farther, like you did, and. Uh, unearth a lot more of these sort of cultural aspects. It's not just being able to look someone in the eye, but literally, um, sort of the. I just found out today that that's progress. an ADHD brain thing too. By the way, <laughs> um, the the uh, the, uh, the potential for social, um, whether it's social project or, or catching the game up to you know where society is headed, um, I think is yeah something that is going to have to be maybe more reckoned with, um, or it's going to have maybe more effect because eventually we will. People will visit, you know, be in person, but that doesn't solve. It doesn't solve things, or, or, or it just gets us back to where we were. Yeah, and you still have that extra inertia coming back in, right? Like you, yeah, that sure. that energy's got to go somewhere, you know. Like that 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 bungee cord analogy again, uh, being repurposed slightly here, but that that extra that momentum. Sorry, momentum's a better, not inertia. That that extra momentum's going somewhere in when it yeah, comes yeah. when it, you know it's going somewhere and. Um, you know, we can either like harness it and and redirect it into good stuff, or we can like let it just like explode and you know kind of wash all over everything. And I think it's important to to recognize that you know like AOS for like a couple years kind of got to kick the can down the road a little bit, and you know just like they're delaying releases, delaying some of the the cultural mores uh, yeah. of of you know, and I'm not just talking about like social paradigms and, 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 and social observations, but, you know, like, uh, the commodification of art, the, you know, the reset the clock, um, <laughs> the, the, um, you know, like, it, you know, the, the, the sort of colonization of our attention spans, basically, sure, you know, sure. the entertainment dollar, like it's, it's one of the most valuable dollars that companies seek, seek, uh, in, of us because like X money must go to food and living, you know, like that's those that is set for, in, mm -hmm. you know, in, like for people, um, the entertainment dollars, the precious one. That's the, you know, that's yeah, the, yeah. You know, that's that's With, your disposable income, right? I was gonna say it's a it's a variable dollar, and thus there is fewer caps on whatever that variation can can mm -hmm. be. Like it, there's almost infinite money that can be spent on it. Um, and to 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 build on your point or reiterate, I guess the point, one of the points that were being made before is uh, given that we are all, society seems as if they are reevaluating a lot of things that we held true about society um, due to this pandemic. People are, in, are, are again, riding that momentum or using that same part of their brain to reevaluate re any number of things, any number yeah. of things in any, their life, any, any, their hobbies being a prime example. Any, so. Anything that intersects, one of the things I 
realizes I, I took RPGs for granted again, and I didn't think that would ever happen again. And How like, dare you? I know. I miss them. I miss them so much. RPGs like, can hear you, man. They, they've missed you. Yeah, just like Kevin Smith and uh, and 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 uh, Black Library writers. Um, no, it's it just... Yeah, like... Um, you know, knowing how sacrosanct my family is to me, for sure. Like, it, not that there was ever really any doubt, but like, you know, it is. It, I'm an immovable object when it comes to my family time. You know, and mm -hmm. and and you know, feeling like I was robbing time from them to do to chase down extra ambitions for myself and ha having to reprioritize. Like, um, you know, if I did seasons, I mean, I guess we're technically in 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 three seasons of, of AOS rant cast for me at one, one twenty two. Oh, fun. Um, how do you define season? Uh, I, I do it on weeks. I, oh, I, okay. I take no days off. I take no weeks off. So it's 52, 52 episodes as a season. Nice. Well, that's cool. I mean, it makes it easy. Yeah. It doesn't because, uh, I, uh, <laughs> my, my math brain has to add 52 together twice every time. Like I don't automatically jump to uh one Oh four. I'm like, 52 plus 52. Yeah, 50 is a much rounder number. Have you considered 50? And then and then I have to subtract it from like the episode number, which is 122, I think, for this. And then, and then I have to do the take, math. Yeah. Take the, the the holidays, two weeks of the holidays off, and then then you're golden 50. Real round number. I should, peasy. I should listen to that, honestly. I, I'm just going to like, I'm just going to retcon it. Nobody knows I've been doing seasons anyway. Yeah, so. sure. <laughs> but what I was going to say is I feel like this, you know, this is uh, this is my affirmation. Uh, the 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 magical Mister Mephisto affirmation for for AOS Rantcast. Um, I just Yeah, yeah. Get ready for this. Um, um, I'm. I feel recommitted to my show. Not that anyone oh, really good. thinks I. I don't think anyone noticed me like take off from my show or anything like that. Mm. Or, um, Ulf Ulf Paints is in is in chat here, and he said one of the most important things I've heard in the last six months. Which is, uh, you know, I was I was kind of lamenting that, like, I feel like, you know, I was looking at the algorithm numbers and and like seeing my numbers go down, and I'm like, what am I doing different now? Why is nobody watching algorithm. my show? I know, but you can't. The brain, it just, I need, I need. You just lied to your face right there. I love looking at the numbers. I, so I have no business saying that. Okay, okay. I, I like, I need the validation. Well, well, before we get, I get to my affirmation. Like, how the how the fuck do you? I could swear on my show. <laughs> how, okay, the, sure. how the fuck do you parse the, the the numbers and the algorithm and shit like that? You, I, I mean, your your show is is relatively successful. You know, like you know, you're, I, you know, getting 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 early product from GW. You have a, a substantial uh, uh, fan base. You're always one of the number one podcasts uh, talked about. Whenever a new uh, Facebook feed shows up with like, "Hey, what show should I should I I watch? What are the best?" what are the best podcasts to, to, to check out? You're the number one or two answered when it's Age of Sigmar lore shows. It's either you or Doug, Doug from 2 Plus Tough. Dougie Fresh, man. It's the, the only two. It, like, every now and then you get, like, a third, like, rogue or renegade, like, uh, uh, podcast that someone's, like, personal extra. But, you, I mean, you guys have, you know, to my eye, success. You're, you're, I'm very proud to be even tangentially associated with with y'all because we share the same home turf right like yeah. you know like wisconsin's got three of the best podcasts in all of warhammer get at what me what is wisconsin what's in the water like man what's going on in wisconsin uh, gary gygax is from wisconsin about... too like it's sure, yeah I, I need to do a better job about my that i got i can't keep doing that 
false modesty thing because it sounds like I'm fishing when I do that, and that was not my intention. And I no, no, no. I, I, very kind words, and I really no. It was a really good opportunity. I'm like honestly, if if this was a show, you'd have like little like dynamics between like host and co-host, and you know, and you you'd play off really good. And you'd have your cards, and you'd sort you'd straighten them out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Say, yeah, through them. Yeah, but no, like you guys. I mean. I look at I look to you guys like like I said uh, very successful I, I I admire everything y'all do and and when I when I even get mentioned in the same sentence as like the Mortal Realms or Cubic Shenanigans I just I get I beam with pride and and then I've got that little like the shameless homerism uh, yeah, like yeah. Wisconsin pride shouldn't, going on like our podcast show, can beat up your podcast you know shouldn't show my Cubs hat I feel like that's traitor to what we're no, talking about no, right now no but like. Uh, it, it, your sports is di- sports is different, okay? I'm talking about serious <laughs> stuff. I'm talking about Warhammer right now, okay? Serious stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I'm so Midwestern. I can't sit here and listen to this. I it, it it's well, man, it's overwhelming, and but, I don't know what to do with my. But hand. you said you like the numbers. Like how how do you how do you you know see the numbers down this month and go? Nah, we're good. Or or did, does that even? You said you like reading the numbers. Why do you like reading the numbers? What utility do you get out of them? And how do you like sort of temper whatever it is that happens when you read them? Hmm, that's a good question. I should have, I should have thought about that being brought up. Um, so maybe some element of it is, is I'm a competitive person, but I can't, I don't like to compete. And so this is me competing with myself. Isn't that, isn't that the, always the greatest challenge is you shouldn't compete against other people. You're supposed to com- no, a thousand percent. I, I think that's where humility comes from. I think competing can, with yourself is, is actually a, a source of humility. You don't got to beat other people. You got to beat the person you well, were you, yesterday. You, you so can't lie to yourself. Yeah. You can't lie to yourself. You know, if you, you, you know, you know, like you can, you can t- tell us, you can iterate a story about like how you owned somebody in the tabletop Warhammer game, and you can exaggerate like you, yeah. People can look at the W; they see like, yeah, you know, went you know four and one, five and zero. Oh. They can look at the record, but you can always editorialize just how awesome you were in that sure. victory, right? Or you do fi- how in your mind in the moment versus what your opponent was in the moment. So there's so yeah, much you know, I, but, to that, but you know. when it comes to you. Like you really can't lie to yourself when you're competing mm-hmm. against yourself. You know if you yeah. lifted more today versus yesterday. You know if you your numbers were up today versus yesterday. You know if that thing that's been on your back that's been bugging you, you know, for a week is still there or not. You know, like mm-hmm. two weeks, whatever it is that that's been beating you. You know if it's there or not. You can mm-hmm. you can project and lie, and you can you can kind of like minimize it, and you can reason with yourself. But at the end of the day, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so there, there is, and, and to, to that point, um, when, when I guess the numbers go down, it's a little bit of a puzzle to try and identify. Well, what, what would the cause be for this? Um, was it something I did? Was it something strange? You know, some, some, uh, um, ex, external to any of the things that we're doing? Because it's just as likely it's one or the other. Like it's, it, it yeah. For every every uninteresting topic that we're covering that people don't want to listen to, there's probably just as many down months because people interest is low because there hasn't been releases in a while or or, or what what have you. Um, a lot of, I won't name names. A lot of people on the, the network don't like the numbers. They explicitly refuse to look at them, and they don't. They they very much are in it for the enjoyment of the act of the cr- creation of it. And in the same way that I was saying before, that I'm not necessarily a creative person per se. Is is I. I do like doing the show. I like talking with my friends, and that's that's an enjoyable thing. But it's not so much the it's not so much the creation of the thing that I like, but it's the mechanics, it's the logistics of the thing mm-hmm. that I'm creating. Which some people 
maybe I'm just wired different. No, no, no. Others. I mean, you're um, you're getting a different. You're saying like like I like telling stories. So what I mechanically am putting doing for my show that, that's why this is a I like conversation. I like storytelling. Sure. You know, I, this is you know why do I love RPGs? It's conversation basically. It, yeah, it is exactly. a you know mm -hmm. you're it's you're conversing. I I get to have extra conversations because I'm twenty different people, which turns out <laughs> is similar to ADHD brain anyway. <laughs> Right? You're making a lot of connections, huh? Oh, uh, yeah. No, this, this, is this has be been a my life. This is a discovery for you. Yeah. People are lucky that they haven't gotten, like, a full, like, rant show in a while because I've had so many things I've been thinking about. Um, no, uh, I've had to stay on topic for the last few ones. Um, no, no. Right. So, like, but you're getting, a, you're getting, like, a mechanical utility out of it. Like, you like the – you're saying, like, you don't like creating, but I, I think you do, just not in the – like, we think of, like, creativity as this, like, you know, sort of like flighty, Im you know, malleable, mm. ethereal thing. But no, like, you know, putting together, like, it's the same people who say like, oh, I'm not an artist, I just paint minis. And I'm like, that's art, you know, but they don't I mean, think of it like that. But, but I don't even paint minis. <laughs> sure, sure, but sure. I, under but, I understand your point. Though. But you're crafting a show. You That is an act of creation. Like you, you I, I mean, I suppose, that, I suppose that's, uh, that's true. And I, I, I don't have any way to refute that, so I think you're probably right on that regard. Oh, I, I could have, I could have got like, I could have got real pedantic with it, which is the art is the core of artisan. For a period in in human history, there was no such thing as art for the sake of art. Uh, okay. All artists were artisans, so yeah. like at one point we gained leisure and luxury time. So like a blacksmith was an artisan. artist. Yeah, true. I mean, that's absolutely and, correct. And so uh, art you know, for the longest artist, time yeah. was just a craft. Doing it for leisure is where we decided it was art, but mm -hmm. it's always been like ah craft. Yeah, that's that's actually I'm gonna I'm gonna sleep I'm gonna fall asleep thinking about that tonight. Yeah. Um, no, I I didn't have to pull out the big guns though with art and craft though. You you already bought you already yeah yeah you are I already got you on with the first point. Yeah, go on. Also, this is a it's a it's a it's a doing doing the podcast is a way to learn a skill, sometimes learning a skill just for the sake of learning a skill. So like maybe I, I, I wanted to be able to learn something and uh, learn something that was applicable or, or something that I could use. Yeah. And um, not to say that podcasting for the sake of podcasting is, isn't the goal, because again, the goal is to chat with my friends about things that I have interest in. But if I could also learn how to accomplish or, or even accomplish well this, this thing that is podcasting, mm -hmm. um, for me to know that I'm doing a good job at it, whether or not I'm doing a good job at it, um, it's, I can look at the, you're, you're getting a score, you're getting graded and that's what those numbers are. Right. And so right. maybe I'm, maybe it's a millennial thing though. I guess I am, I suppose I'm a millennial, right? Cause they, they, they say some aspect of millennialism is that people, they want, they always want feedback. They always want, you know, professionally, they always want. Uh, um, yeah. Like we're response. supposed to be the, 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 the newest, most anxious generation because we've had the, the most metrics on us essentially mm -hmm. in terms of like output and efficiency and and here's another example of that maybe maybe I, whether or not i thrive in it, it, it it's nothing else it's an environment i'm used to um and so if i, I don't i don't i would never say i judge myself worth based off of those numbers that that way lies madness god no um but it it it's a way to give a numerical value to something that i'm, I'm doing and i i get the dopamine triggers when I see that line goes up, and when the line goes down, I sit down and I think, right, well, why did the line go down? What can I do differently? Try, try Within the reason of, with, I'm, I'm not going to do something I don't like. We were saying before, I'm not going to endeavor in a direction I don't want to go. But if it is tangentially related, if I can course correct slightly to yeah. to uh, give people what they want, I mean, I want I want people to enjoy the thing that we're creating. Um, 
And again, the number is some indication as to what, what that is. Sometimes. Other times, it's an indication of other external factors that I had no control over, and there's nothing I was going to be able to do to, you know, keep the number at its peaks or something like that. And you also have to be okay with that. Um, and there's a little, little bit okay of the self-compassion thing, right? Like you're, Yeah, you're, right. I mean, I'm, I like to think I'm nice to myself. Yeah, sort of sorting through like sort of the extraneous or the noise. Like, so, so you sort of like adjust for the noise of like, well, what is this? What could, what else could be going on? Right. So you adjust for <laughs> yeah, that. Exactly. Um, you give yourself a little bit of a distance from, from the numbers and that, you know, yeah you know, cut yourself a break, you have some self-compassion. And then from there, you're like, you use them for what they should be, which is just utility. And and, yeah, 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 yeah. and when it gives you dopamine, you're like, yes. And when it doesn't, yes. you're like, let's solve this. And then the puzzle yeah, itself yeah. can become like a dopamine hit too because you, you figure it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, some people do Wordle, which I also do. That's their puzzle. Um, but then my puzzle is I got to make that dot go higher. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I didn't block Wordle because uh, I enjoyed seeing people's joy way too much. And there were people getting mad at everyone sharing their Wordle. And I'm like, why are you so upset? <laughs> hey, hey, listeners, if you want a community of people who are doing Wordle, join. First of all, you're already in Meth's Discord. But if you need another Discord, join our Discord. We have I a think, bunch of people. I think the moral uh, isolated. Well, go ahead. No, no, no. You can join. The, I was going to say, keep, keep... you just have a channel dedicated to Wordle. So there's a community of people who want to see your world scores they want to see how you do um they they welcome you with open arms so come come join us well so first i'm going to say ulf is that the stickers are in the mail and i wrote it in the letter that i hand wrote and put in the 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 letter with 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 the stickers so you'll see uh what what you said that was so impa impactful but uh, yeah, I, i'm going to say point. it for the sake of the show because i left it i can't leave y'all y'all in a hanger or a tease here um, basically, uh, I, I was, uh, I'm one of the most self-critical human beings, uh, I think you'll, you'll perhaps personally meet, um, I'm very good at self-sabotage. I have a fucking journal here as homework from my therapist to write down every negative thought, uh, I have, and, um, it wasn't good enough because I had already filled up one journal, I had to go out and get another one that I could keep with me, uh, all the time and fill up more. Okay, um, I think it's pronounced urinal. Though. Urinal, yeah, yeah, it's a urinal. Oh man, it's it's a perfect sort of slant rhyme to urinal though, which is <laughs> precisely what it is. It is a fucking soul urinal where I am pissing out all of my bullshit negativity. Uh, I think we're on. I think you're onto something, right? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a way to. Yeah, I'm gonna. Pr I'm pronouncing it. So I, I don't call um I don't call po uh, I I call uh. I don't really call poetry poetry. I I say poems, but I say poet tree because oh, like you're you're like, like tree. yeah because I I have a very stream of consciousness style uh, poet. Um, yeah, I'm peeing out my sadness into my urinal, uh, and I will pronounce it like that for fuck ever now. You just couponed me, uh, so I said coupon ironically for so long that I, it's just how I pronounce coupon now. I can't stop. Coupon. I try not to. It's coupon. It a similar similar thing happened with Nagash, right? Like Nagash is how I used to pronounce it because I learned how to pronounce Nagash via reading it. Yeah, there, there was that meme just a couple of days ago or something. Like, don't shame somebody for mispronouncing a whatever word. Word it means they probably it, learned it reading it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, and so and like so I went and got my like trophy and I said Nagash and it's the first time I'd said Nagash and I don't know any time but it was just like the child brain was what was engaged in and i pronounced it the way i did just a just a slip right yeah. and everyone laughed and made fun of me and now i'm like nope it's nagash now again 
like own it yeah yeah fuck you all like <laughs> uh no but uh but 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 uh yeah so i'm very self-critical blah 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 the numbers were going down um and i'm like why is my show like seem less successful now than it used to be you know i'm, I'm recording i'm keeping a schedule that's like the number one thing for for podcasts is to keep a schedule um you know or streaming any 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 digital thing is is a schedule uh, just have a release schedule. I'm like, why is it going down? Is it my my guest pool? Like, am I not bringing on famous enough people on often enough? Um, you know, what, what are we doing here? Well, what, you know, I, I tried to solve for zero. I tried to I tried to all the extraneous stuff. I'm like, is it because I'm not covering battle tomes week to week? Is it because I'm not covering tournaments week to week? And I'm like, well, one, nobody's really doing that stuff anymore. We're all locked down. Um, you know. Two, I never really did it to begin with. The I do books that interest me, or like if someone in the like in chat gang or like a friend is like, "Yo, I'm really excited about this." I'm like, "Come on," because the the only requirement for being on chat gang or being on 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 my show is to like for me to kind of have a rapport with you, or for you to be so passionate about something, I it just bleeds through, and all I want to do is hear about it. You know, sure. like it's it's all about the the passion. It's it's always been about the passion for something, um, and. Uh, so anyway, I'm like, no, I'm kind of basically doing the same stuff, and and like I know I noticed a couple things that I had changed in like my vernacular. I noticed a you know you know my a couple of minor things. I'm like, this shouldn't be the reason I'm sh- I've shed 200 views an episode, you know, like you know I used to get a thousand views an episode when I mm-hmm. first started out, like 1,000 every single week without fail, um, you know, and now it's you know down to 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 not that and um oh passionate about bone planet absolutely and i was i was going on about it and and sounds like a euphemism by the way yeah bone planet it's an inside joke we have chat gang and i we have inside jokes watch every episode of rantcast to figure them out don't do it don't do it especially don't go back and watch the old ones they're horrible um but i I might have sleep tonight let's do this uh no way uh and if you do 1.25 or 1.5 speed uh speed run that shit Oh sure, Kenny Lowell always tells me to do that. He's all about the uh, fast forward. Um, the uh, yeah, and Ulf said to me, like I, I asked him basically, and I, I don't know if I asked him like point blank, but I, I was talking about it, and he said, he says, I think that the last, you know, like the, the, these last months were the best shows you've ever made, and I'm like, and I'm like, like, like I said, punching bag, self punching bag, really good at self immolating, and when the numbers are down i'm like that's a that's a that's a systemic or that's that's a that's a number i can point to that validates that my want to beat myself up anyway uh mm-hmm. urinal uh and uh <laughs> and I like uh, you like it yeah that's great i'm stealing it forever man i'll i'll credit you the first couple times but then after that no, it, it's no, out no, the, it's from a movie after, after that it's it it's out into the zeitgeist and it's everybody's, you know. What is it it's, from? Though? It's from I have something. No idea. What is... I have no idea. Someone, get at me in the down there parts. What's it, what's it Someone's from? Someone's got to know. Yeah. It's, a, it's from a movie. And, uh, yeah, so so he said, um, he said like, these are the best episodes you've been, you know, like, like the tone. I think I was talking about the tone. He's like, these are the best episodes you've made, uh, you know, in a long time. And, and then the, he joined my pa- Patreon around that point in time. He's like, he's like, this is basically why I joined your Patreon. And I'm like, and I'm like, huh. You know, just it, it, because I, our, I did feel like I was making like the best episodes I had made. You know, I was just, I was just like, just I felt like I was on fire. I felt like every episode I make, and then I'd look at the numbers. I'm like, why are they down? 
I just crushed it. This episode is awesome. Everyone should watch this episode. This is one of the best ones I've ever done. Look at the numbers. They're down. And it, you know, and it was just every week, and it was getting in that loop, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And he just said, like, he just validated it. He just said, this is, you've been making the best stuff you've ever made. And I'm like, that that was kind of all I needed. And, yeah. and it was one of those, like, I don't often quote Fight Club because, like, people got the wrong message from Fight Club. But he mm-hmm. says, losing like, losing all hope is liberating or something like that, or, or hitting rock yeah. bottom, bottom is liberating. And that was, like, kind of my moment where I was like... Nurgle says. Right. Yeah, that was my Nurgle moment. I was just like, you know what? Fuck the numbers. Like, sure. like I was just, like... And, and so I went, like, a total different direction because I crave validation. You have no idea. Like, uh, it turns out, like, uh, uh, with the RS... Uh, rejection syndrome is something really bad with ADHD like there are oh. there are quantifiable reasons that I hate right now that like uh, I've been diagnosed with ADHD and you know the bipolar stuff too again that can of worms is different I'm, I'm gonna parse that one a little bit later but everything yeah. yeah all these things that have been like things I have kind of like hated or resented about myself for so long or saying self-deprecating things like it's weird in my brain, my head or you know like you, you know that's just doing a Mephistoism or calling my fucking show Rantcast because I can't stay on one topic I jump around mm-hmm. way too much and you know like all these things and being like not only am I like the diagnosis of it I am every one of them all the time and then realizing all these little parts and components of this condition that I've lived with for 36 years with a lot of heavy self-coping, you know, being like, oh, I didn't really struggle in school. And then, like, being able to go, except when, and when, and when, and when, and, you know. ball goes off, yeah. And doing that with basically every aspect of my life. So, yeah, rejection syndrome, kind of a big deal. Uh, and the numbers thing uh, is also, like, because I'm going to fixate on the numbers and be like, well, why the numbers, and so like all that shit and I'm just I'm now equipped with the knowledge of this shit so like I was already like you know what fuck it I'm not gonna look at the numbers anymore like I'm just Mm -hmm. I'm done because I like measuring myself I like my first competition myself too it's how I keep my shitty competitive streak which is the mean one that you can go watch VODs of me being an asshole in Blood Bowl uh, during or watch yeah. old VODs no I've, I've hidden all the VODs of me playing League of Legends they don't exist anymore or you can watch me just fucking losing my mind in League of Legends like I the way I keep that in check is by measuring myself and not looking at other people that's yeah. how mm-hmm. I check that how did I it, it can also be really bad because if I do bad in like to use League of Legends because it's the most recent example if I if I'm if I like if I'm competition against myself that means that this game this this game of League of Legends needs to be better than my last game of League of Legends whether I win or lose because yeah. mm-hmm. that's how I measure myself and so if mm-hmm. I like feed two lanes like because like my lane support didn't help me and like I I make all the excuses but then I'm still going to look at the numbers and go I died twice more this game than I did the last game fuck I'm getting worse and then I'm going to eat myself alive it's um, like a, a spiral right what, what is the yeah. What's the term? You t- you get tilted and yada yada. Yeah, the tilt. Oh, just 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 as an aside, just let's sleep in. Our numbers are down right now too, so it makes me wonder if uh, if it's a more external thing right now as opposed to anything you're doing specifically. I know that doesn't ca- solve your core the the core thing of what you're talking about, but hang your head on that for. Uh, well, second, I mean, so. giving myself stuff information like that can help me towards self compassion and cutting myself mm-hmm. a break, right? 
because yeah, my, my impulse is to jump to like the, the sort of self immolation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have to actively reject it. And most of the time I can, I'm not just like the, nobody who's ever met me will ever tell you I lack for self-confidence. Not a single person will say that is a trait I possess. I, I like him, but like, ugh, not an ounce of confidence in him is the problem. Yeah, like, no, like nobody's ever like that Mephisto guy. No confidence there. Like no one will. But it, it's not about confidence. It's mm-hmm. it, like I, I'm very confident. I'm where you know. It's it's something else. It's 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 it's. A, and sometimes the confidence is a way to combat whatever whatever a, 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 a parallel but competing uh, yeah. emotion or feeling. Oh yeah, my arrogance when it turns inward, and I'm like. It, that that comes down to like the, uh, you know the the I'm mad at myself because I did give up those two deaths, but motherfucking lane support didn't listen to me when I said I was coming for a gank, and you know, and then the arrogance jumps in there, or any conversation I ever fucking have on Twitter, uh, you know, if I'm not in the right headspace, becomes this like, uh, if I misread the wrong two words, and like we're on the right topic, and I am particularly indignant. Mm. I will not relent. You are getting browbeat into the ground until I have proven, you know, like, like I said before, I'm projecting a lot when I talk about how we need to change our, our patterns of behavior on the internet. But I, it's also because I recognize that like some of it is, is emblematic. Some of my behaviors are emblematic of what I think is a, a broader problem with the internet, you know? So sure, sure, that's sure. why I project. Um, and I like, uh, take this as the compliment I intended, but it seems as if you know, enough about yourself that like you not that you regret some things that you say on Twitter, but you you recognize that maybe you're not always in the greatest headspace when you say things on twitter or again not necessarily that it's a regret thing but like that you're willing to still put yourself out there like on, on the internet in that way um and that i'm uh i i'm so i don't get so easily embarrassed the the idea that like i would say or you know that i, I knowing that I could sometimes be in the wrong headspace and and maybe not uh, put myself out the way I intended to mm-hmm. makes me so hesitant to even like engage in any of those conversations. Um, and so when I think of myself as, oh, not that I'm above uh, uh, throwing down online, it's it's more that I'm like so hesitant to even mm-hmm. uh, risk the chance of, you know, not, not even misspeaking per se, but... Uh, well, the embarrassment. Not right? being the, in my best self out there. Yeah, like, yeah, okay, but not, not, yeah. not presenting your best self, yeah. You see, it's weird because, like, so I took, um, it was called the, the, the Minnesota Multiphasic Personality Inventory. Um, and a uh, job. Oh, my God. Uh, fi- 567 true-false questions. They had questions in a there. Pl- a plus on remembering the title. And it's, Good job. yeah, thank you. Um, and they have, um, it's true-false, and uh, uh, I talked to Dr. Alex, who's, you know, minimum pants pants mafia everyone everyone in the midwest knows pants mafia oh yeah okay. friend of the show um talk to him about like how i took it and he called it the x-ray of like mental health and like it's very good at looking for exactly what it's looking for type thing but okay. like it's not mm-hmm. like a huge prescriptive thing you need you need therapy you need time you need you know diagnosis is is a delicate process for, for many people um but like there were a lot of questions that were like um you know like do you feel ashamed or regret and like i didn't really have like a whole lot of like there were very few like true i feel ashamed or regret quite like answers mm-hmm. you know anyone that was like phrased framed around like shame or regret like i don't really like it's not that i don't feel shame you know like it, a little bit like but it's always mm-hmm. like um shame gets dealt with you know like yeah. i like i feel shame and then i'm over it okay like it doesn't really like 
it's a, it's a solvable sort of problem. Yeah, like, uh, like I'll feel ashamed of something, and then I address the thing I felt ashamed about, and then it's like, on to the next thing. So I don't yeah, really like, can... yeah, like it's... Don't dwell on it. Yeah, and like, so like, going into any given situation, the shame isn't like, isn't there preemptively, you know? Shame is something in... <laughs> like in the past, which is a good way to put exactly how I feel. I feel preemptive shame about like I, I mean, how many times have I typed up a Twitter response to something and I'd be like, nope, not doing this, and then I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll go because it's a preemptive shame. I, That's exactly what it like is. Like we we have the opposite problem. <laughs> like, like I need to I need to show like not this I don't I don't think I need to feel shame of like a forethought, but I should have a little bit more impulse control. Um, I'm just gonna, you know, just gonna say I, some people call it impulse control, but I like pre shame. <laughs> I think is a better way I, yeah. I look at it. Yeah, like it just like it's, it's, there's yeah I don't know it's 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 interesting, and again I don't carry too much regret. You know, because yeah, it's it's hard to to hang on to regret. And there was that small part in time where I'm like, oh no. I like talked about how I have like no regrets. It's gonna come back. I'm a sociopath. That's the problem I've had this whole time. <laughs> I the sociopath I, test. What's that I, one called? I, it, that, it, that's in there. That'll that'll glean. Oh, is it? That's got some like oh. sociopath stuff. Like I also okay. had like there are also some stuff about like systems and and laws and stuff. And I'm like, I'm, I'm, I don't. I usually say I'm a dirty leftist because I don't want to explain anarchy, but I'm I'm more in line with an anarchist or a syndicalist or you know whatever it. Labels put labels in. only have utility for, you know, really just conversation. Like, no human can truly be boiled down to any singular label, right? Like, And yet, I'm going to ask, put it in D&D alignment terms, go. The, the, alignment aren't philosophical, is the, is the problem. Like, Okay. Um, I mean, but I hear, I, but you, I, I hear anarchists... An Anarchist. I I would tell you an, I would tell you I would tell you anarchist is chaotic good. Okay. Oh, okay. Awesome. I would tell you the that. Best ones. Yeah, I would tell you anarchy uh, is is chaotic good. It okay. is. You can't have anarchy without one a, a, a big cultural shift. There's no functional anarchy to be had in in our current society as we know it. You know, <laughs> you 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 can be an anarchist. You know on various levels and modes of operation um but like you can't have anarchy as a as a system and you an antithetical as it, as it is um mm -hmm. you can't have it or achieve it in our modern society because like we're too reliant on hierarchy and all these things that and power structures um like anarchy is not against structure it's just about like essentially like concentrations and hierarchies and stuff like that and that it, essentially like any any hierarchy is going to in any unnecessary hierarchy is is going to result in some inequity of power. Sure. So, like the best way to compensate this is like networks of mutual aid and and like mutual responsibility and like dispersing it out so that basically no no one person is ever in control of of anything and and you you are basically only accountable to sort of yourself and each other. Um, sure. And uh, because any system will inevitably be be coercive and sure. it's uh, anarchy is a lot about direct democracy is a much as much or even post-democracy depending on who you want to talk to like essentially about as much possible democracy as, as one can have because if everyone has the most freedom they can possibly have and we're all inherently as creatures uh you know sort of one we are tribal like we 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 we, t we love to talk about like you know humans are violent inherently and it's like sure but like 
those violent tribes everyone talks about didn't make it out of the caves by being violent to all of each other. Those tribes die out when that happens. Yeah, like, true. There's actually a pre- humans have a far more prevalence towards towards cooperation than than violence towards each other. Like, um, we've done study upon study on this. Like, even the even the uh, even the shock test I can't remember the name of and the uh, prisoner test were both fo- found to be very dubious in their methodologies oh, and super really? slanted and biased. Um, t- just just on a Open philosophical question. How many people out there in, in reality do you think will uncoerced, meaning they're not starving, they're not paid to, they're not... they yeah, the, Maslow's hierarchy of needs have been met. Mm-hmm. Are going to grab a brick and just smash somebody's face in and kill them? The very, answer very is about 4%, by the way. <laughs> That's honestly higher than I thought it would be. Uh, yeah, it's it's about 4% by the the rounding up to be charitable to opposition to my point. It's Gosh. probably in practicality much less. Sure. Right. We're mm. just... Humans are lazy? Absolutely. It, and t- it takes effort to do so. Right! Anyway. It Malice takes effort. Never attribute to malice what you can attribute to incompetence or laziness. And the, and the fear of retribution is often so very high that it keeps a lot of people in check regardless yeah you don't actually need some sort of like uh you don't need some sort of like hierarchical like legal you know shame system like public shame is plenty effective we've seen yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. i I don't want to go into like blah the point is is like we're we're not there um and uh fuck what got me on anarchy (laughs) i can't remember i'm not trying to Um, sell anybody on 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 my shit belief structure by the way um it's um, what got us on this topic? Usually, I'm really good at like going all the way back to the thing. Anarchy. The the D and D thing was a reaction to the anarchy. Anarchy started before the D and D. Cha- yeah, I mean chaotic good though, because like it, it, without mutual aid, without the 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 sort of like you know needs of the many type thing, and you know mm-hmm. without it just utilitarian. Yeah, very utilit. Yeah, you know material utility stuff like that. Um, what got us on D and D and D then? You asked me what, and then what was before it? Come on, help us out, chat gang. Let me read this. Um, apparently, we were discussing something called the token economy. Likes, clicks, Likes, downloads, clicks, etc. Downloads. Which could very easily be weaponized against oneself. It's true. I'm uh, trying to think why I don't weaponize it against myself. I'm trying to, if, if, if I've learned anything that I can impart, and I, I don't know how I can, maybe it's just kind of I don't know how to point to it. I don't know why when the number goes down, it doesn't, it's, it's a call to action. Not, I don't, I don't beat myself up over about it. And I, w- I want other people to feel that way too. I, it, it, yeah. I, it, it sucks if it brings, if numbers bring people down, I don't want the numbers to bring people down. Um, and if there's any advice I could give, but I don't know what it, what it would be. Other than if it is bringing you down, don't don't look at them. Well, that's what um, I did. It's, it's, I not worth it. not, it's definitely I, not worth it if it's going to hurt. You know, I, I can't. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, we were we were talking about like there's some other societal thing going on. If if your numbers are down and my numbers are down too. Oh and, sure, yeah. And I've because there's I, kind of an AOS drought. At least on my end, I'm sure there's just yeah. And the, I think people are. I I, right I think people are fed up with the nature of the discourse around AOS right now too. I, I think, Possibly, yeah. I think people check out when the negativity peaks. Like not like a, a a sort of constant and like pulsing level of negativity is great for engagement, but too much negativity and we just like fatigue and we're like nope, fuck this. 
I'm gonna go see yeah. what like I'm gonna go see what like D and D community is doing, or I'm gonna go switch over to YouTube or Instagram for a little bit. Like D and D is really negative right now too, though. Is it? Um, well, yeah, people. Well, in some ways, I again. I I've been divorced from the life. from the from the D and D community for so long. It's 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 like I I just it's like I. I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't have anything against D and D. Every now and then, like, I, I use it as like the butt of some jokes. But, um, yeah. No, for the, the impression I'm getting is just that it's it's changes made to longstanding. Um, I don't want to get. I'm trying to paint it with a broad broad brush. Uh, changes to longstanding uh, preconceived notions about. I guess some some part of it is about race, but it's not even just that, uh, in terms of like literally races in the, in the, the game. Um, it, it's, it, it's a new paradigm. I think that, uh, wizards is trying to approach and anytime there's any sort of new paradigms. The well, they're, they're trying to catch up with every other RPG out there that had already shed like some of their weird baggage from like racialized evil and racialized stuff like that. They, they, even fucking Tolkien himself like ex his greatest regret he expressed was racializing the orcs. Oh really? I didn't know that. Because that, that gets brought up quite a bit. You so can I, I, I quote me on it, like... and you can look it up. Uh, well, conversation I, with I, I believe C.S. Lewis. I believe. Um, yeah, I don't even. I don't yeah, look it up. yeah. Um, no, it's like when it was. It's just, so like, I mean, it's a conversation. I mean, I like Gary Gygax, and I, I often call him Saint Gygax, but he was problematic too. And every one of these fucking people under a microscope, even me under a microscope, I'm, you're going to find things you hate about Try me too, him. like any anybody. Um, you know, so don't, kids especially, or some of his kids especially. Well, yeah, you uh -huh. I mean, don't deify anybody, right? Like, just don't, don't do that. Um, but like, D and D has allowed you to pick stats not linked to race. It's been amazing, yeah. frankly. I think I that's mean, been good. some of the start of what people don't. Some people don't like. Um, I, 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 has no no skin off my back. Um, Fear response turns to anger. <laughs> they're they're afraid of the change of the of this this thing that oh, they yeah. held. I, it's, I don't. I remember the last thing I cared about D and D was when they had an opportunity to address the the uh, sort of like uh, to, to address D and D races, and they released a book that said it's up to the GM, and that was like all mm -hmm. they did. And sure. and then it sounds like they finally they finally did something instead of just being like, mm -hmm. oh, let the DMs do it. So they finally actually did change something. Yeah, well, it's a little bit of a mixture of letting the DMs decide and and giving suggestions, or it's almost like the absence of suggestion. I'm not getting all the detail. I'm not yeah, as closely tied into the. the yeah, the, the, I don't know. Like I like I said, I haven't been. I've been like I've been off playing other RPGs that have their own like shit going on, and you know, sure. um, you know, V5 is kind of like my main go-to right now. Like I'm I'm having a little renaissance of rifts just because I had to do it for the the one-shot incentives, but mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, yeah. I mean, something about alignment philosophy. It's going to bug me. Internalized, you know, problem, like shame. We were talking about shame. I'm usually really good at resetting conversations. Uh, gone well, forever. I think I started, I started a, a Soulbound game again. Um, we're, it, we're in our second session, but we're, we're doing the same uh, campaign that I was going to run for you guys when we did it. The you and Dan and Charlotte and Eric, um, and so the their I'm first session was the exact same first session that you guys did. We literally ended in the exact same spot. I mean, it it was fine. I, I didn't mind, but I did all the same NPCs and basically was able to do it like a complete second time, which was fun. Uh, but then we did the second session where I got to like introduce or like finish all sorts of not finish plot points, but like do do the punchlines for a number of jokes that I was waiting to do. Um, so I. 
in retrospect, maybe I shouldn't have bring it up because it sounds like I'm bragging. Hey, I, I got to do all the things that you aren't. I'm only quietly seething. Uh, keep going with the story, though. <laughs> well, no, just that it, I'm super excited. And it's the reason what even got me to pick this campaign back up is now that Foundry has Soulbound baked into it now. So Foundry Virtual Tabletop um, is is up and running on the Soulbound side of things. Uh, and that has rekindled my enthusiasm for the game. And so uh, I'm excited to continue did uh, anyone steal the uh the 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 uh, uh the spyglass no 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 awesome that you remembered uh they didn't so i had them listen or i, I some of them listened to the episode or the thing that we recorded after we ran the first session okay and then one of them chimed in and be like i didn't know i could steal the damn spyglass i was totally gonna, gonna steal the spyglass yeah. like, no, you missed the movie <laughs> anarchy right there not philosophical yeah. anarchy let's go yeah. i'm not bound by your rules i'll steal whatever i want <laughs> um yeah so Avander Rail is one of my favorite me, characters. Made me think of it. Yeah. Oh, alleged Captain Avander Rail. Captain Avander Rail. We'll definitely have to fire something up again, especially now the Foundry. I love I, I, in, it, another great. If well, you need uh, a guest, great... a guest NPC or something like what they do, in, like I'll, I'll come first, on. I'll I'll be a I'll be a guest NPC or like a quest giver for like a you know or like a. Uh, like a DMPC that joins the party for one adventure. Sure, you know, the, sure, sure. You know, they they got to help me go like get my my father's gold back or something. And turns out yeah. I was a ghost the whole time. You know, sh- you know whatever. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'm ta- I should be taking notes. Or I got to write this down. Great, great, uh, great ideas. I'll have to do so. Um, so you're relatively I, new to 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 RPGs, which doesn't yeah seem... fifth, fifth baby. I mean, I mean, as soon as fifth dropped, I knew like. Even when I knew what was coming, they were doing like the play test. I'm like, well, this is going to be the time that I do it. Um, I remember in college, a friend of mine wanted me to do, I don't know if it was 3.5 or even 4 at that point, 4th end. Um, but he was like, you want to do D&D? And me and my naive, I mean, I, I was I was deep into WoW. I was playing Magic at the time. But he was like, you want to play D&D? And I'm like, nerd? God, no. <laughs> As if I was in any way above that I love, whatsoever. I don't know what was wrong with me. I, I love um, the, the, the like sort of... Uh, uh west side story like nerd sort of like like yeah. separate like you know exactly who's more nerdy uh, type you know uh, i in retrospect it would, that would have been a perfect time in my life to be playing D and i was absolutely not um but then i learned I, I learned some things about myself i felt like yes this is actually the time where i should be jumping in and it turns out so many you know across the across the world people were also jumping in at the exact same time i was um so maybe i'm just a like a uh follower from some other term for that trend um, chaser something like that yeah quite possibly uh, but we've been playing I, I so i have a was weekly it's bi-weekly now because we're doing soul bond we're alternating um so we, i've been doing this for now two or three years now the campaign that we're that's that kind of awesome. running that's awesome actually are you gming both or yeah just... i do gm both um wow it's like another example of talking about like the podcast thing is like it's nobody wants to run the game that i want to to play in and so it's it's a it's a version of the forever dm and there are other people i was about to say congratulations you're a forever dm like this it's it's because i'm a this isn't most people i'm a sucker for like published modules like i'm very much a content consumer in that like when they publish like soulbound and for DD, i want to run through the the books that someone else made i'm not i I love elaine's modules they've been pretty pretty bad yeah elaine's been great yeah yeah um um, she, I did a one shot with her when she she some 
overseas um, convention, they were doing one shots digitally, and I was able to get in on one of her games. I'm only a little jelly. Uh, was, so yeah, that was so not. Yeah, I don't feel shame, but but jealousy and envy, like those strong, <laughs> strong ones. Um, no. But it's, it's something about me that for every reason I like running running the modules. Nobody ever wants to run the modules. I've got all these books that like I are sitting on my shelf. I guess it's this shelf, and you can't see it right there. Um, and so I'm like, I, I, these are just wait. They're gathering dust on my shelf. If I don't run them, no one will. And so that's how I decide. I, I, I think them, so. modules get harshed on un, unnecessarily, unduly. Um, a module's only as like stuffy, stuffy and confining as the as the GM makes it. You know, mm-hmm. um, you can always like improv with your party if they go off script a little bit. Like, and, and those are going to be the, for me, that's like kind of the best sort of synthesis. Is when you yeah, have like sure. a you've got that module, but you've got a GM who's who's willing to lean into some like indulge some player, mm-hmm. you know. Well, I think you have to like it, know, it's it, no one's gonna have any fun if you don't. So like there, it's it, almost a necessity to be able to flex when when yeah. appropriate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, but it, I stopped running modules largely because my players like pretty much refused to do any of the plot in a module. Fortunately, my player, my players know what I'm doing, and so they're they're accommodating in that regard, and, and they let me. So we, we even call the session that we do we, we call it by the book, in that like the joke is, is that Aaron wants to run the story as by the book, and then they'll play along, play along, play along until they, not that they've gotten bored, but they've they've they they've know where it's going, so they know how they can they know where it's going enough to like get off track and come back around yeah, to it and get back get back to it. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I I think all all um. Uh, I think all RPGs operate on. Uh, I, I, I learned this word just because I I I often say like gentleman's agreement, and I needed mm-hmm. a gender neutral version of it. Sure. Uh, patrician's agreement. Okay, well that's a good way to put yeah, it. Yeah, I'll so, write that down. Yeah, so like we've needed this like like all games sort of operate on this like patrician's agreement, where where mm-hmm. like you're going to at least follow the GM's like basis basic hooker premise. You know, sure. like you know, if 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 you're all sitting in a bar, and the and the GM describes a dwarf coming over and pinning a like a, a poster on a wall, the party's gonna go over read and it. read. Yeah, you have to read it. You know, that is the bait. Like, well, my character wouldn't care about a poster on a wall. No, the basic, yeah, the social contract. The the bait at the base level. If you all agree to be, it, you're gonna have to. Go along with some GM inanity. Like I, I got a full time job. I've got a podcast. I, like I've been planning this this charity event for like ever. And I'm like, I'm like, ah, sometimes I don't have time to come up with a good adventure hook. You know, like I don't. It just. Like, well, and my my players need to know that like anything that I was going to come up with off the cuff is going to be worse than the thing that like that you were. I don't want to. You're on the rails towards, but like, sure, if you if you want me to make it up. I'm happy to. It's going to be not that great. Like there are better options out there. You're going to have more fun if we at least somehow head in a general direction that you know what I had planned for. Right. Um, check off dwarf. Check off dwarf. That's pretty good. That's good. Um, one other element about I don't know why I'm bringing this. It's not important. No, that's great. No, it's great. About why why to why I do like the modules and stuff like that. There's also an element of sort of a shared experience beyond the game that you're playing with just your players, knowing that. Out there somewhere, there are other people who have played something not exactly the same, but maybe something similar, have maybe met some similar characters, have gone to similar places, um, so that, you know, one day, I hope, this hasn't happened to me, but I hope that one day, uh, sitting around, you know, sitting at a bar or at some place, striking up a conversation with somebody that I know also plays D&D, have you ever played this module? 
did you ever meet so-and-so did you ever go here did you ever do this and like there's that sort of shared it's a it's a both it's a well there's a shared experience to a group it's a shared experience as well it's part of that sort of in some ways a a, could be a cultural connection with somebody and and it's never happened to me before but i i want it to happen i assure you will Uh, yeah i i share that with like so i uh so uh 2.0 or 3.0 had the uh, temple of elemental evil uh module oh yeah that's mm-hmm. one of my. They redid it for fifth edition, I believe. They did. Yeah, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, lo- like one of my favorite modules. I loved how like it was just this like mega dungeon, and like you you'd go into the mega dungeon and then you come back and like every day something different would be going on with the town and then like you'd have to go to the, like they had the little like different towns around the the map where you go to the you know there's like three different towns or whatever and the, mm-hmm. the temple of elemental evil and I I remember just trying to get through this mega dungeon basically before like the doom meteor went off effectively like you know like in final fantasy 7 because sure. there's a yeah, yeah. sort of like a time the, limit to it that you don't know about when you're first mask yeah, yeah when you don't you don't really know there's like you don't know but you know because the way the story the narrative is like going um mm-hmm. until you like you actually crack open the module and you read it but like the players all kind of slowly start to pick up that that's urgent that you get through this dungeon as quick as possible and like and so you start making taking risks because it's like a hundred levels or something yeah. like that, and you're you're progressing through like you know just some of the gnarliest encounters ever. And, and I just remember like that experience being awesome. And for a long time, I structured my games, even the like sort of non-module type stuff. I still structured them a little bit around that sort of that like sense of urgency mega dungeon crawl. It's just I did the like remove the mega dungeon like one step from being a dungeon mm-hmm. well maybe it's not like one mega dungeon it's a series of temples or you know just little sure. things like yeah. that where you just kind of shift it around and um but that that was like in my dna for ever you know yeah, and ta- in, yeah. yeah talking to other people of like well you know oh man we didn't even make it past like the 30th level or something you know or like we freaking lo- died to a behir behir how do you die to a behir <laughs> yeah what <laughs> yeah it's just like well this guy gated it in and like and th- that does happen you get this like mm-hmm you know this this sort of this 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 cultural experience like you said um it happens and, and that you've actually touched on exactly what it's i've i've heard so many other people that and having having come into D relatively late in life but also knowing plenty of people who've been playing for a long time and have spoken with such reverence and some of the the published adventures that have come well, Strahd, before. Curse of Strahd is a, is, a re, is a rehash of, a, of an old Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and plenty, I mean, a lot of the D&D stuff, uh, the 5th edition stuff has been rehashes of, of older things. And to see sort of see those conversations had sort of at arm's length, to see other folks reminisce about those shared experiences that I never got to experience, um, I'm just trying to recreate those connections that other people are, are, are having, right? And, like, all I can do is do the more recent versions of them. And so that's another reason why... Uh, I get into them, and then the other, one other thought was that, um, given that I'm relatively new to these RPGs, it's it's basically training ground. Like, I don't create uh, any campaigns or adventures because I I don't necessarily know how. But the more of these modules that I can sort of run through, pick the things that I enjoy. Like you said, where you know the those type of mega dungeons were baked into your DNA. I didn't find the things that I like from them, and so that although I'm not running my own things now, that's not to say five, ten years from now I won't. Um, and so. Well, I mean, there's I, also that that training ground as well. A little well, bit. see, you you don't think of yourself as a as an artist or a creator, which is funny, but like, but your your process with like the modules sounds kind of similar to with um, like kind of an inversion of of editing and putting together the Mortal Realms podcast. Is you're sort of like operating off of like you know pieces and something a little bit more like like logistical, 
sure, to, yeah. to to still arrive at like creating something. And and I bet you in ten years, like there's the home brew, you know, Aaron campaign or Aaron campaign, where uh, yeah. it's just all these components uh, that you've sort of assembled from from all the modules you've run over the years that you've enjoyed. Um, yeah, possibly. I, I think I, I I don't harsh on it. Like I. I, I we said kind of earlier on in the show I, I you know talked about my like my like halo bias and this elitism thing that I I really did get mostly over I've got I've got a couple like you know eccentricities sticking around but for the most there part I, you know I don't I I hate bandwagon takes I fucking despise people who like hate people getting on the bandwagon like I hate mm-hmm. that so much because for me the the sort of the tenacity of an idea doesn't equate to worthiness. The the longevity of a fan doesn't equate to the worthiness of a fan. Like how long you've been a fan of something has nothing to do with how passionate you are about something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, like you can be like, I've loved this thing for this long and you know, congratulations achievement unlocked, but but the people who get into you know, Beast of Chaos, the, the Beast of Chaos white, white Dwarf. I saw all, all this renewed vigor for that army, and I'm like, I don't give a fuck if you've played this army since Warhammer Fantasy Battle, if you've only played it in, in Total Warhammer 2, if you've uh, you've been playing it since since AOS, or, or, or you bought a couple models and never finished it, or if you're just now getting into it. You know, like, all I care about is that everybody loves this thing, and that, yeah. like, you know, if it's a bandwagon... It stops being a bandwagon if you stick around. Then you're just a fan. You sure, know, sure. Everyone gets on the bandwagon somewhere. So fuck it, the bandwagon. Start. Yeah. It's all about the welcome wagon. Sure. It's like, uh, puts the subreddit. It's, it gates open or what is it? There's a there's the gatekeeping subreddit, but there's also gates open. Come on in subreddit. Yeah, or something like yeah. That. Come on in. Well, like come on. I want more people to play the games that I love. I want I want more people to like. I have great taste. I well. I'm a connoisseur of really bad taste, but I also have very great taste. Like it's it's sure. dialectic. I I can I I love both, so I have I have ascertained the truth between. Mm-hmm. I have of I have phenomenal taste. Okay. Everyone says that about you. Everybody knows. Yeah, that. everyone knows this. It's it's he doesn't lack confidence. Has the best taste. Okay. Two things. First two things. Yeah, well. yeah, yeah, yeah. First two things that come to come to mind when you hear Mephisto. Um, <laughs> and. Uh, and I have great taste, so why would I judge people for liking the things I like? Because I have good taste. So if they like the things I like, they at least have good taste in that one yeah. sense. Take the compliment. Right. You know, people like the things you like, and you know that you like good shit, and they like good shit. It's it's transitive. Like, why why the hate? I will never understand it. Unless there's some insecurity or fear there, and then you've got you got some soul searching to do you know we talked about reactions from fear how less good they are that okay that's not what we No, said. i mean it's just it's it's a it's a it's a canary in a mine it's it's if you're mm-hmm. if there's a fear reaction to something you got to go something's wrong here and what is wrong it doesn't mm-hmm. mean like what it, you know their reaction is wrong fear is fear you feel fear for a reason but why you know what is you know again it goes with people's emotions why what's the fear you know, when you unearth the fear and it's like, oh, you a racist. Well, get the fuck out. I don't care. You know, if it's something, you know, more more banal or human or, you know, then, then hey, like, I've got some compassion to spare you. You know. Sure. It, it, all it, human. I get that. Yeah. I, I don't know. So, like, it's all, for me, the welcome wagon. Open the gates. Let people 
play the things you love and be a good example. Be a great ambassador. And, you know, uh, you, you talked about playing modules. I saw some people being snobby about playing. Well, I played the original. Fuck that. No, I identified that I played the original Elemental Evil because I have no idea what they did with it. And so if someone was about <laughs> to be, oh, man, the new one is like this. I'm like, I don't know, man. <laughs> I have to preempt the I have to preempt the about to tell you I have no fucking clue what you're talking yeah, about in yeah, like I... that might happen in like two or three like chains of dialogue. You sure, know, sure, sure. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's a good way to put a bow on it. Don't you? I think so. I, I think so, too. I've covered a lot of the stuff that I wanted to talk about. Was there anything? So this is what we call the final soapbox. Anything that, you, that we, we glossed over? Anything you want to go back to? Anything that you, you you needed to hit? And because the organic, awesome nature of conversation just kind of you know goes where it mm. may. <laughs> I mean, I want to end with this, but I'll do it now because I'm thinking about it. Hey, thanks for having me on the show. How cool is that? I really appreciate it. Um, that I've I've, uh, I've admired the work that you're doing uh, for for a long time and. It, it, Without without seeming seeming too eager, I've been eager to be on the show. Though it's like, oh, how do I how do you, I do how do I play this? Um, <laughs> how do I negotiate this? Um, so there's that. But let's go. But that, but that that should have been maybe a final thought. What what other thoughts about what we've talked about before? I don't know. I feel like we might have covered I, most of it. I got I, nothing else to add. I um yeah, I, I should have had you on. Like I I've had Paul on like two or three times, and I've kept trying to get like the whole crew together or whatever, and. I wanted to like. Oh, I wasn't even going to bring that up. Yeah, I was going to say well, like, maybe next time we will get. We should get. We should get multiple people on because nobody wants to. Do, I. I'm so much better when other people talk more than I do. Well, then you come uh, in with the puns and then just yeah, like and you, you know and you just yeah men. you just throw on the pun here and you get to look like the cool mysterious leader guy and you know just. <laughs> that's my God. You you you've nailed that's ex- you've nailed me. That's exactly what I'm going for. Um, am I so am I so transparent? Uh, can you see see through me so easily? Yeah. I've um, I've done this a long yeah. time. I read my guests like books at this point no cut <laughs> <laughs> to the core man. I, I gotta um, I gotta I gotta ask a, a maybe this is a self uh, I, I don't know self aggrandizing question you you said that like you've never done like the live show did it meet your standards did you you know you caught me in a weird uh, this is like what I call rare form Mephisto the, the mm. particular rambling like that I, I promise I can have more focused shows everybody I can I feel like the only Mephisto shows I've listened to or watched have been like this. This is almost exactly like the ones I've, I, I can't point to exactly, you know, this episode or that episode, but of what, this is, is what I expected, essentially. Okay. I mean, I, okay. um, from, from the, the, the clips or episodes that I've watched from your other online presences, presence, presences, that's a word, right? Yeah. Presences. presences yeah. Um, Presence yeah, would did. just, I think be, would suffice there. Uh, yeah. I, I feel like I'd. Not you got the, you, the you got it. I knew what I was getting yeah, into. Yeah, yeah, Radcast as advertised did not disappoint. <laughs> yeah, it, it does. It does what it says on the tin. Um, yeah. So no, yeah, no. This is exactly what I was hoping to get out of it. Hundred percent. Awesome. Um, well, you you will have yeah. to come back. Whether it's just just you, I know, I know. Um, I know that life and new new Babby and all that stuff could be you know. So thank you so much for That's making the monster. time to come on. This is this has been a long time coming. I think I think I was more ner- like I think I was nervous, and so there's the nervous energies would pulled out the most ranting Mephisto because, um, again, I, I I love the Mortal Realms. I think you get this dude, this dude nervous yeah. about this guy. It, it's oh, not man. that. It's it's you're. I, I mean, you again. I mean, if there is a if there is a like a platinum like you know like if, if like the the content you know pyramid, you've got like the, sort of like the platinum content. Like I think the Mortal Realms is like the, the platinum standard. 
I, I mean, I, I will I will take that compliment only insofar as I know I didn't start the moral realm, so it doesn't yeah, actually yeah. apply to me because I again the Midwestern me I can't hear you say that I just can't I don't know yeah, how to take a compliment. Yeah, yeah. So. See, see, Rantcast is like a gold and a half, so we're almost platinum. The fact that like when people want like they see AOS, they're like, okay, I'm going to click on this AOS episode, and they're just like, like. 30 minutes of talking about AOS at the beginning and then just two hours of like everything else. And so like I take away half a star on my content for that. But honestly, I would do nothing else. I love what I do. You know, that, yeah, right. And you're, and you're good at what you do. I think so. I think I think I'm I think I'm the best live interviewer here. It, it's I know it meanders, but like you don't want to listen to like, OK, and what's the next question? And, you know, I mean, I sure don't. Yeah, I, I mean. That's what I, I, you know, I love, I love late night talk shows. You know, that's my favorite thing is like, there's a couple questions. They like promote the show that they're on there to promote. And like, and then they just like get, well, the best ones, the, the Letterman, mm-hmm. like I loved Letterman. Letterman like, had this way of just like this no bullshit, like late night show, talk show host and like Conan O'Brien, obviously, cause I'm a millennial. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, of course. But, but like, it's just this way of like, okay, I can promote the show, but then like, it's just going to be like a romp, you know, just a conversation with like like this 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 like community member or this this creator or this like and just i i took that and i morphed it with like some some sports talk radio where they just have to fill air and the (laughs) the weird sort of permutations of conversation that happen when you're when you're just exposed and all you Mm -hmm. have and you have and you you just have to talk where where does the brain go yeah where Mm -hmm. does the brain go and and you get so i think you get like some authentic cross sections of of humanity in those moments well, yeah, absolutely, and I think I think one of the reasons the show your show appeals to me is so much of the conversation or like uh, hobby aspects of AOS are completely I don't want to say completely uninteresting to me, but fairly uninteresting to me, uh, and maybe I'm re- relatively unique in that regard in that whatever the pillars of AOS are, I, I partake in so very few of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't really hobby at, at all. I mean, I put models together, but I don't I don't really paint. Uh, I haven't played a game in years, and I don't plan on doing it anytime <laughs> soon. Um, so any sort of competitive conversation, no interest. Any sort of hobby conversation, I have, again, no interest. And so it's all the tertiary, not even secondary, tertiary elements of the hobby are the things that interest me. And that, and that, that seems like that yeah. community being one of them, that's the bread and butter of a Well, show, I, I, think the, the, I think the community is the bread and butter of AOS. You know, I, I think, and, and what you were getting into with, D, with D&D there is that, that sort of communal shared experience. I mean, that's, yeah. for me, that's gaming. You know, that is the strength of games as a medium. That is why, like, world peace happens either through what Mars' suggestion is. You'll have to go back and watch that episode. Honestly, okay. please, honestly please don't. Um, he brings out the, like, the... It's not that he brings out the worst in me. There's just always some weird... He's like um, like an albatross of, like, my show. Like, he shows up and then the bad weather shows up around. It's just weird. Like, yeah. I had technical difficulties, like, for the first time in 121 episodes. It took me two hours to go live because I, I had to, like, uninstall and reinstall. Never had to do it before. It, oh, God. He's a great guy. Like, <laughs> don't watch sure, the It's just that he's, he's cursed and he ruins everything. Yeah, he's just cursed and t- ruins, ruins everyone with shows. Uh, no, uh, I love Mars. He, I love you, Mars. Um, no, it's, um, but no, um, the the communal aspect and i think gaming is is kind of how we we bring it all together like the more people at the 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 metaphoric table of life throwing dice together uh, yeah. the better you're you're sort of lay bare 
when you're just playing games, you know, like, sure. you know, I, you know, it's when you're sharing stories and sharing, you know, culture and food and, you know, a little beverage, perhaps if you're, if you're straight edge, some tea or tea or coffee or water, you know, like the, um, the good Himalayan water or whatever. I, I don't know. I don't know how you make water interesting. I have no idea. Um, <laughs> but, but I respect people's, uh, uh, aversion devices. So, you know, whatever, whatever the, the straight edge, you know, connoisseur would drink, uh, you know, that you're sharing that you're playing games, you're sharing stories, you're kind of getting to meet people in the various inversions of themselves and idealized versions of themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, like people tell you a lot without telling you much with like the characters that they play, the armies they gravitate towards the paint schemes. And you don't know how to put all that coded stuff together per se, but you get but you you get to ask them about it, and then when you ask yeah, them yeah. about it, they they kind of tell you. And and when it's about games, you learn a little bit more than if you ask someone like say their politics. I I I, I can recite logic and stuff I've read and I've adopted to like communicate the things I kind of believe and feel. But mm-hmm. like, who's ever been right about a hundred percent of stuff? You know, it's I don't want to meet the person. No, what a boring individual. Uh, when it comes to get, get people can bring bring their uh, let their guards down, um, bring bring the walls down when it comes to game gaming. When you get to quote unquote more serious topics, there's always a certain element of, of performance or, you know, and distance between the yeah, two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's always a performance um, and insulation. Like there's, there's they have to perform their archetype, um, and it's it's a, it's sort of ironic because you know how many people play the rogue and suddenly they're uh, you know suddenly they're they're a werewolf who's dragging around a tree to fight with and they're not doing roguely stuff or you mm-hmm. know the you know the barbarian with the heart of gold who just wants to like you know who just wants to fish all day and like you start to see these you know as, as people's permutations of their you know they, they gravitate towards an archetype, archetype because there's some power projection there uh, but then as they're playing it the other parts of themselves that come out you know, or or as they're interacting with other people, you know, like these human moments that you get when we're playing games together. That's what it's yeah. about for me. It, when you're talking, it, 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 maybe it's irony or some other terminology for it, but that that as we play at war, we we strive towards peace. Right. Um, well, yeah, yeah. I'm I, I I'm not adding anything more. Uh, watch the mortal or listen to. Well, I guess where can where can people catch uh, catch you? Uh, yeah, so you can find. I mean, you can just go to themortalrealms.com, and that's a hub to find all of the Mortal Realms networks shows and content. Um, but I think it's it's and anything any in any place where you can find content creators, uh, if you look up the Mortal Realms, you're probably going to find us uh, there. But the website's a great place. Yeah, to it's start. Gonna, or it's going to be at the top of the page because they're 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 the best they are at what they do. So be right there. Um, but if you want to hang out, come find us at themortalrealms.com slash discord where we're hanging out all day, every day. Uh, that... Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you so much for coming on tonight. I had a blast. It was a great conversation. And um, and you'll have to get back on before too long, man. Um, Absolutely. Say the word. All right. Good night, man. And chat gang, you. remember, you're the show within the show. The reason I do this thing, drink your milk, pay your taxes. Most important, be excellent to yourselves and each other. Huh? I just remind you mind taxes. I gotta do that. Look at that. Look, I this show changing people's lives. Good night, everybody. <laughs>